Greetings, everyone. This is the JoyClix Gamescast. I'm your host, Christian Buckley, here for episode 35 with the cozy conductor, Kevin Diaz. What's going on? How are we doing? I'm doing good, Kevin. How are you? What's happening? Are we going to bring up this is take two? Or no? Why, yeah, why not? Or we just why keep not? it going? Why not? Just keep it going. <laughs> yeah, we got, what, like 15 minutes uh, in, maybe? Yeah, yeah. It was like 15, 16 minutes. And for some reason, OBS was like, you know what? I'm going to just record Christian's audio on Kevin's end for some reason. It doesn't It doesn't even make – what it was hooked on was that it was the Astro A50's mic instead of the Yeti, right? And I have the mic up, so it's muted. But on the recording, your audio was coming through, which fundamentally doesn't make any sense. I don't get at it. At all. I don't get it. Oh, well. Um, you hate to see it. Worth repeating – camera got a glimpse of it i'm wearing my Zack snyder justice league cut t-shirt that i got from dc fandom for free so if you're not aware i don't know if my name is going to end up in the credits or something but the back of it proves if i can show it i it's hard to it's hard to see i'm an associate producer see it says associate producer right there so now here here's the real question are you putting that on your resume? Because I think you could really. I think I should, Dan. <laughs> I really think you should. But yes, I was once a once an associate producer for, uh, you know, Justice League: The Snyder Cut. Yeah, I have a shirt on, to prove it. That premiered on HBO Max. Yeah. You know, in a four episodic. Yeah. You know, I really think that that's that's resume worthy. And absolutely. Yeah, I mean, um, how how are you doing though? How how's everything else going? <laughs> Oh, you know, chilling, hanging out. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know you what? Brought... What's up, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, uh, we talked about resumes. I already yeah. did a, a standalone thing, but G4, we are young and eligible. It's very true. We got very a good true. back and I forth. Get to... I was at work. Oh, okay. We got a story. Okay. And I have an idea of what I kind of want to do for the G4 thing. Let's hear it. Pitch it. I Okay. <laughs> But I don't know if it sounds. But I don't know if it's okay. You know those like very serious Nike commercials, like black and white. Yeah. Yes. I I want to do something like that. Okay. <laughs> but I don't know if I actually want to do it. I feel that that way. See, you know here's the thing. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. The I liked yours though. Yours Thank was you. great. Thank you. Yeah. I appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, that is pinned on my profile at Chris M. Buckley. If you would like to see it or retweet it. <laughs> um. Absolutely. Yeah. Honestly, I, I I wish there was like an easy way to do it with two people, you know. Other than like, hey, mm-hmm. here's our podcast that we've been doing for three years almost. Like, yeah. Well, I mean, bottom line, whatever opportunity I get, you're in the conversation okay. when I'm talking to X. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you as are you, so. of course. Yeah. So, um, why don't we get, why don't we do some games talk? Patch notes time. First up, The Witcher Three, uh, acclaimed game, right? Even more acclaimed now because I'm playing it once again. <laughs> but besides that, um, CD Projekt Red, who is very adamant about supporting their player base this generation, as we saw with, um, I think Witcher 3 launched with like 16 free DLC items um, and like a, a very thick manual in that case and a thank you note, which was just on like a little postcard. It's like, hey, thank you for borrowing your game. We did a lot of work. It was like ten. It was like three paragraphs long. I was like, oh, okay. Um, and earlier this year, we found out that Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven was getting a free upgrade to Series X, now Series S as well, and uh, mm-hmm. 
PS5 if you own the current gen copy of Cyberpunk. We have now learned The Witcher 3, which came out in 2015, is also getting the exact same treatment. So if you own a copy of The Witcher 3 on PC, sorry, not PC, PS4 or Xbox One, next gen, if you buy a new system, you get the PS5 version that takes advantage of SSDs, ray tracing for free. You know what I just thought about? We've gotten The Witcher 3 on PS Plus, right? No. Why do I feel like I have Witcher 3? I don't know. Off of PS Plus. But... Maybe I'm tripping. I don't know. Maybe not. But good to hear. Yeah, nice yeah. yeah. It's cool. And it honestly, it makes me feel a lot better about downloading it again because I don't think I'm getting Cyberpunk. At least at launch. Um, I just... Uh, yeah, I just don't know when I'm going to play that game. I'm definitely not playing at launch. It's not happening. It's like, I like the attitude of Cyberpunk a lot, but I'd prefer to experience that attitude through any other form of content. Like... I will watch the oh, hell so out of the anime. I will watch a movie. So you're just flat out. So you're on like team like I'm just not gonna play it ever. I mean, if it, it once it gets to like thirty bucks, maybe. But like, right? It's right. it's just like I feel like the only comparison I can make is like Fallout and Elder Scrolls versus Witcher and Cyberpunk, where love Elder Scrolls specifically Skyrim, don't really like Fallout that much here. It's like, oh, yeah, I'll take the fantasy RPG about uh, the witch hunter, the monster hunter that's genetically modified in a fantasy world versus corporations have taken over everything. Like, I don't know. It's, it's just what appeals to me more, I think. Yeah, I'm definitely the inverse with you. Yeah, yeah. Like, I get that. Cyberpunk definitely speaks to me more yeah. than the, you know, uh, medieval type right. of you know genre for sure yeah so. it's gonna be a fantastic game i am sure but if i'm gonna put like 400 hours into a game i'd rather put 400 hours into like the witcher than cyberpunk right right um right. also worth mentioning mario 64 in the mario collection we talked about the entire collection last week in depth uh we were not sure the proper aspect ratio or yeah uh well it's four by three but for the resolution excuse me it is 960 by i we think 520 540 540 so it's 960 by 540 which would which is, is yeah. essentially the yeah it's essentially 1080 for a 4x3 yeah. so yeah it's gonna look just as crisp as it would if it were uh 16 by 9 1080 so look forward to that um but that is patch notes of course where people can submit corrections we do updates to stories of the weeks prior and uh yeah so if you want to get involved with the show that way you can if we get something wrong call us out in the comments and we will correct it next week but if you want to get more in-depth patreon.com slash direct clicks two bucks get you in the bots tier um which gives you influence over all of our shows including this one so submit some questions get some get us talking about things like video games specifically video games we've been playing now kevin tell me why you are surprised by Marvel's Avengers. It's it's one of the rare instances, right, mm-hmm. where when they say, you know, on Reddit, hey, this is a old build of the game, ah, da, da, you know, so if it runs this and the third, we have already addressed it, right. Ah, da, da, right? But it really feels like that with the full game, you know. I'm, I'm really seeing that, like, a lot of what turned me off about the beta which 
in turn turn me off about the game as a whole. Uh, with the you know frame rate dips and stuff like that, and the overall and the overall just performance, even on a pro, just like wasn't I feel like the greatest at all um, right. from like a triple A sixty dollar type game. You know what I'm saying? Um, but on the full game, it's 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 definitely got its kinks ironed out. Seemingly a lot of them. Yeah, uh, for performance so, at least, because like. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's people that have been saying like bugs about gear and stuff like that, but that's more post game stuff. But as far as the campaign is concerned, because that's where you spent your time, like I can back you up. We're playing on the same platform, PS4 Pro, playing a performance mode on. Rarely any frame dips. Even if it does, it's like four to five off of like an untrained eye. So like it, it does not really affect me at least the way it did in the beta and i think you're on the same page yeah yeah, yeah. for sure for sure it, it's running a lot better mm-hmm. uh better not better better um very very good uh i'm also enjoying the story a lot too you know i'm mm-hmm. only i'm i think at the end of the beta stuff i think i just finished the beta stuff i just finished the harm room yeah. that you have to do to get uh used to that now i have more missions where i can do the avengers missions which i'm probably going to do from here on out, I think, and then go back and do some of the uh, stuff for Hulk and his iconic right. mission line and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I might save those until post game. Yeah, I think I haven't done any of them yet. I've just been doing. Okay, cool. I did the Crit Path story. I did a couple drop zones, which are like the bronze emblems. And um, other than that, I just played the main story. So gotcha. Yeah, until yeah, yeah. until I beat it, and now I've been all over multiplayer and uh, like hives and villain layer. Like I've been playing it a lot too. So, right, right, gotcha, gotcha. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I feel like I'm definitely gonna save those iconic missions until like post game. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and because I because I think my plan is to mostly treat Avengers like a single play experience, and maybe sometimes you know the occasional group party up let's go run some missions you're telling me that you're gonna pass on (laughs) raiding the aim secret lab with me and jack martin and then a fourth person (laughs) that was looped into the on the occasional a let's let's do a group thing you know like we're gonna infiltrate i don't know a hydra base like i'm down you know right i'm there like you're gonna have to be power level cap dude you're gonna have to do that with at least one person hey i'm sure i can get my boy cap up to level you know if you're saying hey kev we're doing this on tuesday it's saturday get it done i i think i mean do you so you do do you rank up more with like the multiplayer stuff than the single player stuff no like or is it kind of like similar so the main thing is the thing you'll level through the fastest is your base level. So right. level 50 is the level cap. And okay. similar to Destiny with light level, there's a power level. Mm. Power level, the soft cap is 130. Through upgrades, you can get it to 150. Gotcha. 150 is probably what we should all have to do a raid. Bro, that's a long way, damn. Yeah, to be fair, Jack has been playing it since the the public launch, which is when you got the game. Um, And he has been mainly just playing this game with occasional rides of Apex, and he has gotten his Iron Man to 140 power level and base level cap. So he he just said, like, it's a bit of a grind to get 
to, to climb 140 to 150. Yeah, so. yeah. I think what also I'm going to do is I don't think I'm going to upgrade any of the gear. Like, you, you know how yeah, you can, like, don't. hold down square? I don't think – I think I'm going to save Sa- all of those resources. Yes. good idea. And just do it when I'm maxed out mm-hmm. and just – yeah, yeah. I think that's that's definitely the play mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. Um, but it, and I'm just dismantling everything that is lower tier. You know, yeah. just keep building those resources inventory for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In terms of the story, though, uh, have you found it? Let's say as an MCU fan, have you found it different enough? Like, is Kamala? Do you think unique enough and central enough and the focus to the point where? she highlights what's unique about the other Avengers so far. I know you've really only seen her with Banner, but like, yeah. do, you, do you think that she brings enough to the table to make it stand out? Definitely, definitely. Um, like, actually, I kind of want to dispute something that people have been saying about Kamala in this game that maybe I'm just not far into it where I can't even make a clear judgment of it, but people were not, like, criticizing, but just saying that, oh, like, she fills in the role of, like, Peter Parker in the MCU, mm-hmm. in, like, Civil War. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, like, I think that's underselling Kamala. Absolutely. If I'm going to keep it honest. Yeah, you know what right. I'm saying? Like, I was like, okay, yeah, like, I can see where they both serve that in some glimpses, but I think to say as a whole is, like, really downplaying Kamala. You One, know what I'm saying? Yeah, million percent agree. Like, hundred. Yeah, I was like, man, I don't know if I agree with that now at this point. No way. Yeah, no way. well, the experts on the subject being the two hosts of the world's number one Avengers podcast dedicated to the game, Excelsior, myself and Jack Martin, um, have talked about Kamala in our, like, what, three, four episodes we've done so far, and why she's so great, because she's basically... And people have had this take since it launched, but I, I was thinking this before launch, like... I think the choice to use Kamala is great because she's a fangirl of the Avengers that is the main character of a game that's being played by obsessive fans of the MCU. So, like, it's a really good self-insert, and it is a great way to introduce these new takes on the characters and what's unique about them. Because, like, her and Banner's relationship, I love. It's a really, really strong baseline for the story. And when the other Avengers come in, she just highlights them, I think. Like, she brings out the best of these takes on the characters. Right, right, right. She's great. Yeah, definitely, yeah. Uh, Shout out to Abu. Come on now. Oh, yeah. Great dad. The homie. The homie was good. Mm -hmm. Um, But, yeah, I I mean, mean, overall, you know, I'm definitely not that far into it. I want to say I'm only, like, maybe, like, two and a half hours into it, maybe. Nice. Um, But, of course, I'll continue that as my just personal offline game that i'm not streaming or doing anything for uh and only talking on podcasts but right. yeah no so far i'm definitely enjoying it definitely not regretting the purchase yet for sure so nice i think we're good i think we'll be good think you so. know it's not good oh oh <laughs> what do we got is it an evil six ah <sighs> now this hurts because this podcast since what january or february when we started it um has been being updated with my resident evil playthrough because i i played through resident evil remake the like of the first game two years ago now and loved Mm -hmm. it and i was like damn this is a great game and then i skipped re2 because of money and then i got it over 
Christmas break, and then I played it in January, and ever since then, it was like, oh, I'm a huge Resident Evil fan now. This is like one of my favorite series in games. I will be there day one for the next one. So right. let's, let's catch up. Played two, remake, played three, remake, played uh, Code Veronica X, played four, played five, and now we come to six. And I have been playing the series alongside my good friend, former college roommate, Matt, and both of us really into Resident Evil, right? And, like, it lined up to the point where we were playing through around the same time. We were like, hey, five and six are co-op. Let's play those together. Because four, as you know, is hugely celebrated in games as a whole as being a fantastic game no one really talks about five and six that way no no Mm -hmm. like i think a similar vein that people talk about re5 and six is how i feel like people talk about the future era of cod which is a very disliked era of cod yeah you know that Mm -hmm. like a lot of the fan base just does not like but it sounds like a similar thing where they just took a different direction that Mm -hmm. just didn't pan out you know yeah Five was all right, but uh, what we did was we decided to play both of them co-op because they offer co-op for the whole game, and we figured that if we're at least playing it together as friends and big fans of the series, even if they're not great, it would make it at least enjoyable. Right. And five was like that, right? Five was fine. Five was a little more actiony than four was, controlled a little better, like in my opinion, and um, that was that. So fast forward about a month, mm-hmm. Matt's back home. We're like, okay, let's, it's time. Let's do RE6. I finished the Avengers campaign and I have time. We played about four-ish, four to five hours so far between Wednesday night and Thursday morning. And man, it is all the things in that, that that game does is none of the things I love about Resident Evil 2, 3, 4, 5. Like, okay. Interesting. Interesting. Like, do you know anything about 6? I know it's like... Oh, excuse me. Excuse me. Damn, man. Wow, can you right? I know it's um, uh, super action-y. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, 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 it's definitely not anything that is that, like, suspenseful type of horror type deal that the old Resident Evils are famous for. Yeah. If, like, Resident Evil as a genre should be. Not a genre, but like as an IP. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But. The weird thing is, so it's split up between three campaigns. Each one is playable co-op. There is Leon, our boy, Leon S. Kennedy. Um, there is Chris Redfield, the OG. And Jake Mueller is his name, I believe. A new character. But his partner in his campaign, because again, every campaign is two characters. His partner Sherry Birkin, grown up, working for the uh, FBI, I think. Sherry Birkin. Yeah, the the little girl from two. The little girl from two. The blonde girl that gets infected. The daughter of the scientist woman and the man that has the big arm. I'm drawing a massive blank. Wait. Okay. Well, to be fair, Sherry's more <laughs> present in Claire's campaign. Okay, it's perhaps that wait. But she that she girl. definitely <laughs> pops up in Leon's campaign. Wait, is it before you go into the sewers and the 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 uh uh man in the uh like 
weapon shop. No, no, right? no, no, no. That, that's, that's, yeah, that's yeah. Kendo's yeah, daughter. Yeah, no, yeah. Yeah, so I, I think Sherry is there for a split second at the end of his campaign, so I don't blame you for not remembering her. But, um, yeah, so she's there too. And we, we're playing through chronologically because, like, the chapters don't line up the right way. So it's like there's five chapters for each character, so we're doing, like, okay, there's two here at the beginning, then this chapter happens for this character, so we're bouncing all over the place. Okay. Leon's campaign so far is the most Resident Evil feeling, and still it's not that much. Like, <laughs> Jake's campaign and Chris's campaign, very, very action-y. Very, very, very set-piece oriented. Leon's, though, uh, definitely feels longer, but while there's still action moments and a little too many of them, there's puzzles at least so like there's some little shred of like the dna of resident evil in this game gotcha gotcha which i think it'd been cool actually like they made the other two characters like whatever they wanted it to be like mm-hmm. super action whatever but then have leon's just be like double down on it being like hey this is an old character you know let, let's yeah. make him let's make his campaign mm-hmm. more like re yeah but interesting yeah interesting. and it, it took us a little bit to get to that point of leon like or i think we played three chapters of his story like the second half of chapter two and then all of chapter three is like okay this feels like resident evil 4 environmental wise environment wise and uh puzzle wise so there's that at least uh again not i think we're like about halfway through the whole game uh if i was not playing it with matt I would pretend it doesn't exist. I would read a wiki recap and then I would just move straight to RE7 because, <laughs> like, man, it's it's, you it's hate rough. To see it. A tragedy. A tragedy. Well, yeah. at least it sounds like this is like the last of the modern bad Resident Evils. Yeah, right? yeah, 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 yeah. So, and here that's the other thing. Five, I don't even think is that bad. Five is okay. Six, mm. though, hmm, <laughs> really bad. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. And like. It's not even like bad in a fun way. Like we're, we've been clowning on like every single cutscene, but like, hmm. yeah, it's it's rough. If you ever play more Resident Evil games, just skip six. Try oh, five, deal. but deal. skip six. Okay, okay. But Kevin, you know what comes after six? What comes after six? Seven. Listen, I want I want to bring up two more games. Wait, no, one more game. And then I'll talk about Final Fantasy VII. Because uh, I'm very eager to, to, to talk about that, of course. But I... What was he... Damn, what was your game? Oh, Crash 1. Right, yeah. of course. Crash 1. Uh, we started the stream series of it. Um, I don't have a lot to say on it. But this... it, I have a very interesting relationship with this game. Right? Okay. So I know that you were saying, Kev, listen. Expect God of War 1 types of hard. Right. Just just know that going in. Right. You know. End of End of God War One is a joke. Right. Um and you can watch those streams up on the channel. Go ahead. You do the contemplation source. There's a playlist. Have fun. Cause the end the last episode of God War One is is t- t- journey. It's definitely a journey. But like Crash One is definitely it's definitely been difficult, right? But I think it's just right on the edge of, like, atrocious that I'm still enjoying it. Mm-hmm. Like, I still think it's fun. Like, I think, like, it's still a fun and, like, rewarding game, I feel like, overall. But, like, it's, like, right there. Like, 
it's like one really horrible level away from just like really just just pushing it over the edge for me yeah so do you know like about what percentage you are like your progress so i did the first world okay during the first stream that one's pretty easy yeah so that one there was some hiccups but overall it, it it went pretty smoothly right right the first major one that we got to that was really difficult was the first one of the uh uh of the bridge type things yeah, and Road you, to Nowhere. Yeah, yeah. Road to Nowhere was 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 the first one that was like, okay, this is like some God of War one levels of difficult, right? You know, um, everything else has just been obvious. Okay, like, what do I do here? Not that bad, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so I'm think I'm on the last level of that world or the second to last. Okay, so I'm almost at the end of world two. I think there's five worlds. Someone told me I think. Okay. I don't. I don't actually recall. Do you know how many worlds there are? I don't remember because Crash One okay. I only played a little bit as a kid. Crash Two was my entry point to the series, and I gotcha. only f- ever finished one in the Insane Trilogy. Okay. okay. So finished gotcha. and platinumed. So just saying. Yeah. That. Yeah. And like I know you told me there is was it High Road? Is it High Road sucks. High Road took me six hours to get through when I was going for the speed uh, the speed run trophy. Yeah, that's, I mean that's the thing that took years off my life. That's the one. When I tell people that Platinum and Crash One took five years off my life, it's because of that level. It sucks. Yeah, yeah. So you have told me that. A right that told me that. A lot yeah. of people on streaming has told me that. Right. Yeah. So I really have to figure out what we're gonna do when we get to that point. You know what I'm saying? Road to Nowhere took me like an hour and a half. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I was telling so, you, I, mean, I was telling you, you can just walk on the ropes. That's what we did there's, towards there's no shame. the end. I got as far as I could with as many lives as I could. And then we just did the ropes and we just called it a day. Because yeah. it was, it, yeah. So I'm I'm going to have to really look within myself and see, like, Kev, are you going to be okay, like, mentally with just passing on the share play and essentially giving up? You know what I'm saying? Because I know that's going to bother me. That's the problem. Well, let me tell you. I dude, know it's. I know it's going to bother me, but don't. I think when I see how bad we're talking about, yeah. like, I think once we see, once I see how bad High Road is, I think yes. at that point it's just going to be like a wrap. It's like I'm throwing in a towel, and I feel no shame. Crash One is a bad game. Mm. It's like a six. Crash Two, like an eight point five. Crash Three, it's like an eight. Um. Yeah, Crash 1 is not great. Crash 1 has a lot of issues with hit detection and um, hit detection. <laughs> and, yeah, uh, yeah. Definitely. Some of the platforming definitely. feels a little loose, putting it nicely. Yeah, that's um, what I was wondering because, like, I thought that it'd be a lot more tighter feeling. Oh, no. Crash I 1 is floaty, one of the muddiest feel... platformers I've yeah. played in my entire life. Yeah, I feel loosey-goosey in Crash. I was like, I did not expect this to feel like this yeah. way, but... Dude, let me tell you, Crash 2, they add a slide that you can chain to be a slide jump. That fixes it. That fixes the game. Like, Interesting. Crash 1 is so limited. I was watching it the other day. I was watching your stream, and I was going to say, I was going to say try Circle X, because that's that's the slide jump. That could help. And I had to Google it first. I was like, wait, is there a slide jump in Crash 1? There's not. Crash 1 is so limited. It is just so groggy. It's, it's not great. 
Gotcha. But so. I mean, overall, I'm still I'm still having fun. Maybe I'm just ignorant to how bad Crash One gets. Maybe you know. But yeah. I still think it's a fun time. You know, like yeah. I think <laughs> I think you're probably gonna walk away from it outside of like a couple levels thinking it's fine because you're not going for the platinum. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that will not. No, that's not even. On yeah, the going for the platinum made me hate Crash One even more than I already did. It makes sense. So. Makes sense. Makes I didn't sense. even hate it before. <laughs> I just didn't like it. But now, oh man. Um, but it's funny you bring that up. I'm looking at Crash on my shelf right now. He's holding the PS One controller because it is the 25th anniversary week of the PlayStation launching. Uh, 24th anniversary of Crash Bandicoot One, and this console excellent excellent consoles some excellent yeah, i'm sorry it's an excellent <laughs> console with some excellent games that's what i meant mm. to say mm. now mm. crash one's not great crash 2 is metal gear solid might be my favorite ps1 game but you just finished your maybe favorite ps1 game oh for sure absolutely yeah. as of right now again very not fluent in ps1 um also randomly i'm still eyeballing a ps1 classic edition i still or, i still i'm still looking at that for one or, i'm, I'm looking the, for the right price or order the european one that has more games on it oh wait should i, I does it does Kevin, it have the adapter Kevin, power plug Kevin, for the u.s Kevin, Kevin. ah never order mind the european one. i follow you i follow you oh boy, i follow you I follow you. I follow yes. you. I follow. Yes, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Precisely, precisely. But, ladies and gentlemen, I have been in Final Fantasy VII, and oh my god, what, what a journey! You yeah. know, like it. Oh my god. Now, I I know you probably will not be touching on spoilers because of yeah the no, remake no, era. Of course not. Right. But. How excited are you for the future remakes now? I oh my god, dude! No, like this, it's now on some levels where like I think once we hear like that Final Fantasy Seven like main theme or whatever at a conference or like at an event, that's like probably some cry type stuff right there. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like I could really see myself like getting like super like worked up about it. You know? Yeah. Because I ah. Uh, I need it so bad. I need mm-hmm. it so bad, guys. Um, also, not a game, but I did watch Advent Children. Nice. The day I beat the original game. Did you like and, it? Oh, my God. Yeah. Overall, yeah. Overall, yes, I did like it. Kevin, I know there are some people, especially longtime fans of the OG7, that despise Advent Children. I don't know why. I haven't seen it, but I know people hate it. Um, I mean, I think... I- I have, like, one little thing that I wish was more in there, but I don't think it's bad at all. No, like, I think that there's, like, a lot of fan service in there that's, like, oh, hell yeah, like, I know what you're doing there, you know, with, like, certain yeah. audio cues and stuff like that and, like, where they go, but overall, I, no, like, no, yeah, no, like, I think it's good. Yeah, I think the main thing is that it's people that didn't like or don't like the idea of Cloud being, like, a flippy-dippy action hero like mm. like jumping around like up in the sky like doing that kind of thing but like i think remake in a post advent children world did it well right because clouds flying around sometimes during seven remake and i i mean oh no it. for sure 
Yeah, yeah, no, 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 for sure, for sure. And, like, there's definitely a lot more flying and action, action, action like that in Avid Children, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm really, I'll, maybe I'm just used to the remake voices, but I'm glad that we got some new ones for remake because some of them in Avid Children just doesn't work for me. Sure, you know? yeah. Tifa doesn't work for me. Mm-hmm. You know, Barrett, not really. Kind of, but not really. Yeah. Um, but back to the game. Right. What a journey. Mm-hmm. Man. God, man. Like, I, ugh. I, like, obviously, I'm very limited because I don't want to spoil anything. And right. because it's, you know, but, um, it is just really, really remarkable that this was in 97. And, like, th- and, like, now, now I fully see, like, and now there's not even a question, like, yeah, this is one of the greatest games of all time. And, like, mm-hmm. now I see why. You like, yeah. like, it's clear, you know. Um, I know, like, there's talk that, like, it's not the best Final Fantasy, that, that there's others that are a lot of people like as well that are yeah. somewhat deep over Final Fantasy VII, but, um, I loved Final Fantasy VII. I'm glad. I loved it. I loved it. Oh, man. I can't wait for remake, man. Mm-hmm. So many things want to see a remake. Now, the only question I'll have, because I'm sure we're going to talk about seven more times before Remake Part 2 comes out, probably in more depth. Yeah. Quick answer, honestly, yes or no. Okay. Do you want future remakes to take some liberties with the story? Or do you want it to be like as close as it can be to the original? I know it's not a yes or no, but I want to clarify. So, do you want them to take liberties with that in mind? A small yes. Okay. I do think that, like, there are some big things that... I don't know if it will have the same effect if they don't do it. Okay. If you catch my drift. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Like... Now, now I'm not saying... no. You don't do things, but I'm saying similar to how in i don't know physics people think that if you change something in time it'll eventually always come back to the same outcome okay if that's the type of thing we mess with like if they they mess with expectations of like hey this area something should be happening here and it doesn't but then it comes out it happens to be a thing that occurs later later in a different like okay if we mess with that like we're talking like rearranging certain things yeah, yeah. like or like, like doing a bit yeah, of a remix yeah, you know yeah. like I, I can get down with that yeah i could or maybe yeah no no yeah i can get down with that for sure okay. for sure good for to sure. know yeah, yeah uh speaking of change in canon let's talk some news 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 thank you um i don't know how up to date you are with the nfl canon kevin <laughs> the the but, great canon, but uh, they wrote Colin Kaepernick out a few seasons ago. Definitely did. Um, now, in a shocking, I don't even know who had to approve this. If they just did it or what, but I respect it. Uh, this year, Madden NFL Twenty One from EA Sports, it's in the game, is going to be including Colin Kaepernick as a player, even though he was like blacklisted out of the NFL. Yeah. Uh, the EA yeah. Sports Madden Twitter accounts posted a message. They're like, hey, we really support Colin Kaepernick. We think he's doing great things. He is a role model. We are choosing to put him in our video game. And what the coolest thing is, 
out the gate when you start a season you can like sign him to be a starting quarterback for whatever team you want i did not know that yeah that's pretty cool interesting that is cool that is cool definitely cool um it's a great move obviously Mm um uh and i i would love to be in the flat i'd love to be a fly in the wall you know and hear like if nfl contacted them oh they gotta be pissed right if like right yeah yeah right yeah absolutely because i can't imagine they would have approved this Mm -mm. right no i mean because like to this day they still haven't like mentioned colin's name in like forever you know like as far as i'm aware i'm pretty certain you know like even when um uh back in like early the summer you know when we had the whole re spike of all this happening again Mm -hmm. uh with george floyd of course um you know when they put out their statement a lot of fans and myself too not that big of a fan but like also was like that's great you're gonna say this like every other company out of that like black lives matter this and that third but like what about when you blacklisted kaepernick for protesting this you know and like they as far as i'm aware i don't think they said anything on that front you know yeah, so. like I don't I don't keep track of the NFL at all. Uh, I guess I should because I'm in New England and the Patriots just win everything. But like, um, yeah, I, I haven't been keeping tabs on it. I can't imagine. I follow some sports like talking heads on Twitter, and I don't see them mention Kaepernick much. Yeah. Um, but the fact that through a video game they're doing this, and he has an alright rating. It's like mid to high 80s i think which i guess is mm. so solid for one of these games as a player ranking um i just thought it was cool because I, I don't think we've ever seen anything like this in like to make a stance on something and like using a platform on this level in this way to like defy the license you're using like it just i i feel like there might be some things i'm missing here in terms of if this had to be approved or what, but I think it's just cool, and I'm glad they did this. Hmm. Like, I imagine to a to a degree. I don't know if they could legally do it without some sort of like transparency with NFL. You know, what I'm like maybe mm-hmm. there was something, perhaps. But if it's just a off the own whim, we're just gonna do it regardless of what backlash we get from like a corporate side. Yeah, I'm with that. It's a great move. Big fan, you know, mm-hmm. definitely. So you love to see it. Speaking of corporate backlash, today Ubisoft did a thing. <laughs> <laughs> don't know how successful it was, but they did a thing. Um, That's true. Yeah, why don't we leave with that? Uh, Evie Guillemot, the CEO of Ubisoft, posted a, or he didn't post it, but Ubisoft recorded a four minute video of him addressing to an extent some of the uh investigations harassment uh firings that have been going on at ubisoft this year um some would say in an unsubstantial way i i would probably agree um and then immediately after this they showcased ubisoft forward number two where we saw a bunch of new game announcements we saw some new updates on a million things that have already leaked um I guess first off, did the did it, it's hard to separate them 
so like did, did that four minute thing that left a bad taste in many people's mouths and specifically the fact that you're like we don't have time to put it in the presentation did that alter your feelings about the presentation today in a way when well i think and yeah honestly yeah yeah here's because it it was like a clear demonstration that they deliberately and not even tried but they i mean yeah well they they try to today to separate ubisoft social problems with ubisoft selling games yeah right like when you should just be talking from ubisoft and if you got problems to discuss if you have things to say that are very serious that are going on in your studios and stuff like that and all the backlash that we heard that you know for some unforsaken reason is time sensitive you know while we have bungie in june giving eight eight minutes and 48 seconds or whatever close it was to that you know of just a black screen yeah. with a countdown you know what i'm saying right. like that can be done with no time constraints but heaven mm-hmm. forbid ubisoft has some sort of time constraint on their own event mm-hmm. with their own games but that's beyond me right like I, that's, I, that's yeah i i think a lo- some of it might come down to the fact that i don't think it's a good idea like try as a com- like a company trying to separate that conversation is bad because that's definitely yeah not how this works there are people that work at that company that are making the games the reason these games ships are because of people so if the people are not being treated properly then that's the important thing that's the thing you focus on the fact that they tried to split the conversation and then they had they tried to have both those conversations the same day that's the thing that's like oh man why like and i think the thing that's the most emblematic of that is i saw a tweet dude it was like first off they led with we hear you that we're not addressing this um and then they were like due to time constraints at our hashtag you forward space event like why on god's green earth when you're apologizing for something that is straight up it's easy to fix you could have put that in there why are you promoting the event why are you trying to get clout out of that tweet why are you trying to direct people to your marketing video it's so fucked it's so fucked it's like Like, i feel bad for some of the people that work at ubisoft right now that do not want to be dealing with this because trust me i know there are plenty of people there that do not want to be working dealing with this right now plenty 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 of people you know like and um one of of course the host of uh of the um ubisoft events uh yusuf mcgweed that that's his last name i thought it was his last mcgweed it's probably mcgweed i've honestly never said his last name Mm -hmm. out loud i don't think but i know he's definitely outspoken on twitter of like yo i work at ubisoft but like fuck all this you know what i'm saying like this is trash you know and like i i mean i know i would feel a type of way you know like i feel embarrassed like i would almost feel embarrassed like saying yeah i'm about to host this ubisoft for the event but like we have all this bs going on you know like that's it's it's i think it's also a huge disservice for the employment staff as well at ubisoft and everyone that has been working on these games to try and promote 
not only their own games, but Ubisoft as a developer, mm-hmm. right? As a company, as a publishing company, as everything that Ubisoft is, to to shit the bed so hard in this scenario, where it's like you can't even just unify the me- like because if it was if if this was played at the front of it, I don't think it would get a lot of backlash, honestly. Yeah, I think you, know? you have plenty of people saying that like it wasn't a good enough apology or anything, and like right, you can read the right. PR speak out of it. But I, I think it wouldn't have been as like, dude, really? Like I don't think you would have had that reaction. I think it would have been a much more yeah. of like, at least you said something, right? Okay, now show me this game that leaked already. Like, I, yeah. I, I think, I think you're right. I think if they at least did that, which again, it could have been so easy. It could, it's like, not hard. It's Can't, not hard. It was you, really, it was it w- like it, it's not like it was fucking live. Cuz here's right? the thing, Kevin. <laughs> here's the thing. It's being streamed on a place, right? This video package. Uh-huh. It's being run off a computer somewhere. That computer right. has access to play videos and then stream them to platforms. Yep. 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 In the in the like even if the countdown's a prepackaged thing. Swap scenes. You want me to do something real quick? You want me to do something real quick, Kevin? Live do while it. I'm recording Gamescast right now? <laughs> do it. Swap. Okay. Swap the scene, I don't know how Swap this is going to work. I don't know how this is going to work. Okay. Uh, where? <laughs> Group stream. Look at that. Look at that. Wow. Look at that. Look what I just did. He, he, he swapped, swapped assets on the fly. And now I'm back. Like. Look at that. I don't know, man. Like, I don't. Yeah. I mean, I, I would love to hear someone try to explain how with the time constraint and how they yeah, especially if it's their you own know, event like and on and on top of that we started hearing these things like a month ago and you announced ubisoft forward this one at the last ubisoft forward yep which was even further back than that yeah yeah time where where is the time what are you talking about time constraint where where you know i just think it yeah it, it was a clear example of them trying to separate these two so that we so like those that aren't in the know can just focus on the games. Yep. And I think that's crap. So um that being said, there are a couple highlights from this presentation that I'm going to convey to the audience and to you in the most re- the voice that most represents how I felt today watching this. <laughs> Okay. So, um, oh no, we're uh, after ten years. We're we're finally getting a um, new Prince of Persia game. It's it's a remake. It, yeah, it's happening. It, yeah, it, it, it's, it's it's forty dollars. It's it's a remake of Sands of Time. Uh, the art direction yeah. looks a little questionable, but it's coming out on all the consoles by um, I think January of next year. So it's coming out next gen. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, Prince of Persia is out. You know, I, I think uh, with how this looks, they probably just could have re-released them all and then called it a day. But this is what we're getting instead. And am I gonna buy it? Yes. But <laughs> yeah, you're gonna buy it. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Impressions up, on Gamescast. Next up, um, after <laughs> maybe about five, six years of being delisted, and many, many years of people asking for this. We are getting the um, the Scott Pilgrim video game. The, oh the, snap! The beat 'em up. The that Scott old Pilgrim arcade beat-em-up. brawler. Yeah, that it's that like is like the movie. That that's coming uh, this Christmas, holiday season. 
they, I think they just said winter. So, you know, they said winter 2020. So winter 2020, not 2021. I might get it on Switch. Yes, I also might get it on Switch most likely, <laughs> and I might buy it twice if there's a platinum. He might um, buy it twice. So that that's a win for us, I'm sure. Many uh, people think that too. Uh, Rider Republic, a sequel that too steep in everything but name, adding some extreme sports like uh, bike riding. There's a jetpack. Yeah, because apparently those exist. So that's the. Uh, an X game sport, I guess. So that's coming at some point. Um, mm-hmm. Gods and monsters got, in my opinion, an across the board downgrade. Um, it's still a horrible name. Uh, now it is immortals. You know, I found out after the last time we talked about it. <laughs> it is not immortals. Phoenix rising. It's Phoenix. But you know what? I'm gonna keep saying Phoenix. So, dude, I don't remember you saying Phoenix. I swear to God, I said Phoenix. I kind of want to go back and look and, and like hear it because I, I feel like I would have corrected you. I don't think you did. Did I think it was Phoenix? I too? think you said Phoenix. Did I? Maybe. I don't know, man. Um, right. and for some ungodly reason, not even in the presentation, I didn't even realize this until I was making show notes today. Uh, what we thought leaked, uh, Far Cry VR something or other is happening, and uh, yeah. Did I miss anything, Kevin? Uh... Oh, um, Rainbow Six World Cup is pretty cool. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah that's neat. I like that. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Um, uh, outside of the event in the post show, we saw some. Uh, the critically acclaimed <laughs> Immortal Phoenix Rising gameplay, which um, looked a lot like Odyssey. Not really complaining that much because I'm a big fan of Odyssey. Well, you know what I'm saying? Don't like Breath of the Wild. I'll tell you also that. that as well. Also that as well. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I can't really say that because I spent like a total of like two and a half hours with it. So, um, yeah. So, um, mm-hmm. Kevin, if you had to pick one highlight from the event, what is it? What's the what's the number one? Scott Pilgrim's up there. Yeah, because I just, I just, I love the project of playing that on the Switch. Like, that's gonna be just, like, yeah. There we go. This is, this is is what I'm talking about. Nothing bad about that announcement. Prince of Persia, you might fall on different sides. Everything else might be, uh, uh, but Scott Pilgrim, that game is fantastic. Nothing's being changed. So, yeah, quality. And I also did like seeing the gameplay for Immortals: Phoenix Rising. Sure. In spite of its name. I did like seeing that, you know, overall. Um, and that's, at this point, it's still a possible cop. I'm not 100%. I feel like down the line, eventually, I will play this game. But I'm not going <laughs> to... Immortals Phoenix. <laughs> FedEx? Phoenix. Um, but uh, I, I'm not sure if it's day one. But I'm intrigued enough to... It's, it's definitely on the short list of the radar, you know. But, yeah, I gotcha. Yeah. Um, yeah. Nice. Well, Kevin, speak. Oh. Was Were you going to say something? Just that they showed Watch Dogs Legion for like the eighth time. <laughs> didn't say anything new about it, but you know. What does that tell you that I forgot about Aiden Pierce, Kevin? All right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so the protagonist from Watch Dogs 1, the bad one, the, not even the game, the bad protagonist 
from the series they're bringing into the new one for some reason. I love how they said, yeah, you asked for it. Who? Who? Show I, me one tweet. Show me one. I bet it exists. I, I guarantee absolutely no one asked for Aiden Pierce back. Mm-hmm. I can almost guarantee that. Yeah. You know? So. Oh, well. Um, I had a good transition lined up for Immortals Phoenix Rising. But uh, we talked about Watch Dogs. But, Kevin, did you see that the slate for Nintendo this year has been finalized? Probably. I did. I think. We now know that they have a fall. They have a holiday lineup. They have Mario Collection in September. They got Pikmin 3 Deluxe and Mario Kart Live in October. And in November... They have a prequel to The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. Yes. In the form yes. of Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity. Indeed. So. Indeed. Are you excited? Yeah, dude. I'm excited. Okay. okay. Here's the thing. Good so, Hyrule Warriors, you might know that name because that is a game that released on the Wii U a while back. It is a Musou game. And if you don't, if that sounds familiar, maybe it doesn't. Muso games are the Dynasty Warriors games. Um, Hyrule Warriors, Fire Emblem Warriors, more recently, Persona 5 Scramble, which is a sequel to Persona 5 um, in the form of an action game. This studio, uh, Koi Tecmo, has really evolved their formula to a way where it goes beyond just being a clone of the same Dynasty Warriors formula. And it really honors the series. It's adapting. feels very authentic. Um, I've heard some reviews. Unfortunately, Persona 5 Scramble has not come out in the West yet. But from overseas reviews and imported reviews, they nail it. It feels like Persona 5 2, but an action game. So, to say that going into a Breath of the Wild prequel... After hearing the success of Persona 5 Scramble, I'm not excited. Like hell, I am so stoked to play the prequel (laughs) to Breath of the Wild. Because Kevin, I know you said, you just said you only played like two hours of Breath of the Wild. But you start up in that game, Link wakes up after 100 years in like stasis because they lost. They lost the good fight. 100 years ago, Link had to be put under so he could awaken, recover, and then stop Ganon. Oh my god, Link's the Avatar. Essentially. So, (laughs) the thing is, we only touch on the 100 years ago story in Breath of the Wild very minimally. And I love the way it's told. Like, it's, it's really just, like, it feels distant, and it's a really interesting way to convey, like amnesia in a non-annoying way which apparently it's possible and breath of the wild did it um but the whole thing that entire event the destruction of all these heroes that were supposed to save the day is supposed to be this grand epic large-scale battles in the fields of hyrule and i think the choice to make this story through a game where you're just mowing down hundreds of enemies is a fantastic idea and the fact that they are working with the main zelda team that made breath of the wild when it comes to story uh gameplay world design like they are crossing over here to the point where i don't think this 
Muso Warriors games have ever done to this extent for any project before. This is a new chapter in the Breath of the Wild take on Zelda, and it is a prequel to eventually, I think, end up being a trilogy between this Breath of the Wild and Breath of the Wild 2. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Like, I think it's really like strategically very smart to make this mm-hmm. not only connected to Zelda Breath of the Wild, but to have it be a prequel and it's yeah. canon. You know, I think that's yes. super smart. A lot of people are going to buy this game just solely off that, even if they never played Musou games, like you said before. Or, yeah, I haven't. I played, I'm in. Yeah, I, I played a Dynasty Warriors once, but I don't remember where I played it on. Shit, where? I think they were pretty big on PS3. No, it was definitely on a portable hand. It might have been my PSP Go, Okay. I think. Okay. I think. I'm honestly not sure. I think it might have been that. But I kind of remember also being on the on the Nintendo console as well. I don't know where I played it, but I know I've definitely played it one time. There was It's those games where, like, it's a lot of warriors on one screen, right? Uh, yeah, Screen, yeah. right? And you're, like, moving them. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, 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 I no, 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 no. I could have sworn it was Dynasty Warriors. No, what Dynasty Warriors is, is it's you, and it's, it's a third-person action game, and you're fighting, like, hundreds of enemies at once. Yeah, yeah. Hold on, hold on. Let me, let, let me, let me look up Dynasty Warriors PSP. <laughs> let me just see. Okay, well, I'll add that yeah. um, this looks exactly like Breath of the Wild. Visually, it's, it looks like the exact same engine. They probably just took sent the character models over. Like, it, it's, it is Breath of the Wild visually to a T. If you showed somebody a screenshot of this... Aside from the fact that there's way more enemies on screen at once, it would you would think it's Breath of the Wild. Like, I think this is just a very impressive undertaking for all parties involved, and I think, honestly, oh, hold on, I'll hold my point. Uh, what what did you find out about Dynasty Warriors? I I think I played Dynasty Warriors Strike Force on the PSP. Okay, that is all. So I think, Kevin, because, go with me, because this game is a prequel, because it is much more story-focused than Breath of the Wild is, because let me tell you, the cutscenes in this game, in this trailer for Hyrule Warriors, the storytelling, looks so much more deliberate than Breath of the Wild storytelling. Okay. The fact that I doubt it's an entire open world, because that doesn't make sense for what type of game this is. But the fact that it's going to be sharing mechanics with Breath of the Wild, the fact that they're doing Zelda puzzles in this game, again, taking a lot of DNA from Zelda and Breath of the Wild and adding it to this game where the franchise used to be just kill things. Now it's like, at its core, it's that, but it's so many other things on top of it. It, The fact that it's a directed story with very clear objectives that is focused on the combat I think for many people, and potentially for you, this might be the thing you need to play, to get invested, to really click with Breath of the Wild. Dude, I did not think you would say that. I don't know where you were going, but I did not think it would loop back to me. Wow. Because I know you like an action game. I mean, I do. I definitely do. I, who played Breath of the Wild, loved it to death. I was surprised at how attached I became to those characters. The same characters are in this game, but much more heavily. So, if you can play, Kevin, a 15, maybe 15-hour 
directed story campaign about this great battle where the heroes lost and it just sets up a grand adventure of redemption in an open world where you have to come back and save Zelda and save the day and defeat evil. I feel like it's a perfect way for people that didn't vibe with Breath of the Wild story-wise yet to get a really strong incentive to get attached to Link, Zelda, these this world, these characters, and then go out for the epic journey that is Breath of the Wild to save the people and citizens that you fought for and alongside in this badass action game. So, uh, so like essentially, it's like you know, I quote unquote, go with me here. Like, I jumped into Endgame, wasn't really feeling it. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Like, just, just I, I just wasn't feeling it, right? Mm-hmm. But if I get the Infinity War, right? If I see what what went down before, right? It'll put mm-hmm. a carrot on the stick to see it through. Yes. To the end of Endgame. Yes. Because what you've told me about your experience in Breath of the Wild is that it starts out incredibly open and you don't really have a direction and you don't really feel like a drive to do anything, right? Yeah. That That's what – because like I – that's I think really, really what it is at its core. It's like mm-hmm. I don't think – like I don't know if the game – at least, at least from like what you guys tell me now, of course, that like – it's kind of the intent to just go out and and just see what you can find and just you know make it up for yourself and stuff like that um, to a degree. But like, I think it's like if they're not gonna tell me what to do, Loki, or like give me something, you know, mm-hmm. then it's like I don't know. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't know. You know. To be fair, just, just, yeah, they do give you a waypoint that is the place you go to to get the the journey. So I don't know if you might have just missed that or something, but that's like an old man. I don't even know, bro. I don't even. Yeah, know. that was the tutorial area. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> um, but yeah. So I do like. Like, do you think that makes sense? Like, do you think that? No, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Diving in for a game that's pretty straightforward about his combat and action, and then you get invested with this this world and these characters, that you see them all fail miserably. And that gives you a drive to see the journey of Breath of the Wild to the end. Do you think that that is a possibility? You know, if you're a big story guy, big character guy, you love your party. If you get attached to them and then you go in waking up as Link 100 years later and remember everything you experienced already. Would that be enough of a drive to be like, you know what? I got to go save Zelda. Y'all, what if I play Breath of the Wild through and like fucking love it by the end of next year? Damn. That's my next step. That's my next Damn. my next goal for you. <laughs> Damn. Damn. I'm totally not against. When's it come out again? It's not. Oh, it's not this year, right? November twentieth is this game. Oh, oh, it's coming in hot. Oh man. Okay. Yeah. Okay. okay. All right. So, okay. let me tell you. If you need a Switch game, if you need just a nice game where you can just chill out, do some battles on your Switch, in between writing all these videos for the PS5 and Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Just chill out, kill some moblins, fight some people. I think this might be it. We shall see. We yeah. shall see. Just remember, just remember, you took a chance on Pokemon, you loved Final Fantasy VII. I love Final Fantasy VII. That's very mm-hmm. true. That's very true. That's but, very true. Um, quickly, cover a couple things, and you might have missed it. I might have missed it. <clears throat> 
Don't waste your time talking about me. We're, we're about to do it for you. I miss you. I always forget the lighter, man. Damn it. Call of Duty. Indeed. Uh, I'm going to set your timer. Black Ops Cold War. Hey, hey, hey. I didn't set the timer yet. I know, I know, I know, I know. I was just, I was just, I was just saying. I'm going to give you, I think, I think I've been downsizing. I'm going to give you 50 seconds this time. Oh, shit. Okay, oh, no, I'm going to give you two minutes. <laughs> I was like, you know what? Um, no, 90 seconds. We've got 90 seconds. I think, I think I can get a 90 seconds. Okay, ready? Three, I have two, one, go. Call. Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War multiplayer reveal was on Wednesday. They show have a ton of gameplay. You can see it on a ton of different COD YouTubers uh, channels as well. All that good stuff. First things first, I'll cover the open beta. You'll be able to play it October 8th and 10th for PS4 early access, so you got a pre-order for that. And then the open beta is 10 to October 10th and 12th. Then weekends 2 uh, are going to be 15th through 16th is Xbox and PC for pre-order, and then PS4 open beta. And then the open beta is October 17th through 19th as well um overall for the cod fans that know what this means cod so black ops cold war is a melding of modern warfare 2019 and black ops 2 which to me overall is thumbs up i'm i'm i, I like what we saw here we're getting a little bit of a faster time to code faster time to kill than black ops 4 overall um, but not as fast as Modern Warfare, because Modern Warfare, you melt people. That's every Modern Warfare game. But with uh, Cold War, it, 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 it's looking to be a little bit on the quicker side of Black Ops 4, which was a very, very fast time to overall. Um, oh, shit. Um, you know, 6v6 is looking cool. Some new game modes as well. The big thing I want to bring up is that score streaks are really weird this year because you they don't reset on death, and they are essentially still score streaks. They are higher tiered score streaks, but the catch is that if you go on a kill streak, you will occur a multiplier, which will then allow you to get more points per activity, thus getting you your streaks faster. So you're going to want to both play the objective as well as get high kill streaks to be able to get those uh, streak rewards, which is going to be a very different thing. Um, we'll see how it plays out. I think that's the biggest question mark for me Okay, is how okay. that's going to go, you know. Okay, I'll let you finish your thought. You went over, but I'll let you finish your thought. Um, the only thing I heard, because I was drinking some water, the main thing I heard is that it's a mix of Black Ops 2 and Modern Warfare. Let me tell you, that's super upsetting for me. That's what? Super upsetting. Why can't Wait, we just you, go back to Black Ops 1? You're... Why? What happened? What? Why can't we just go back to Black Ops 1? Why can't we just... Why Why Black Ops 2? Why? I mean, well, no, I mean, I, listen, I'm down for a Black Ops 1 remake, like, full I don't, I don't, stop. No, 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 I mean, you like, know? why can't we, why do we have to take what Black Ops 2 did and mix that with Modern Warfare 2019? Why don't we just take the perfect Call of Duty game that is Black Ops, right? mix that with Modern Warfare 2019, and then make that what the sequel is, not do Black Ops 2 again. You know what I mean? I mean, like if it's a sequel, have the DNA of the first game, not a not the DNA of the sequel that already exists. Because honestly, I didn't really love Black Ops Two. I really only like Black Ops One. That, that's why yeah. I have a stink face about it. I gotta tell you though, Black Ops Two is like right under Black Ops One. Like 
at least for me, like mm -hmm. Black Ops 2 is a great COD. You know, I believe overall, it. for sure. But um, but uh, I mean, I guess do do you have any questions about Black Ops Cold War before we move on? There's like like something that I said that had you questioning, yeah. like things that I didn't cover are just like you know, there's gonna be big maps, like the ground war stuff that we saw in Modern Warfare. Cool, you know what I'm saying? Um, a more classic creative class system, which mm -hmm. is cool to see. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, I mean, so. I think I think you nailed most of it. Like, yeah. Again, as someone who's been out for a while, this was the year of any year that I'd be like, hype, let's go, Call of Duty, I'm there. And right now, I think I'm just gonna wait for reviews, and eventually maybe pick it up on a sale to play the campaign. <laughs> I think that's what's gonna happen. Right, right. I mean, I definitely implore you to check out the beta. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. When is that a pre-order beta? When it's open. So the first few weekends. So let me let me go back to it. Uh, let's see. Yeah. So your first time to play it in open beta would be October 10th through the 12th. Okay. Eighth, eighth through the ninth will be an early access one. Um, I think I might do the old Amazon trick yeah. and uh, get it early. You know what I'm saying? But I might just buy it anyway because I'm I'm gonna get Black Ops Cold War. Like, duh. You know that that's not a question. But yeah. um, but yeah. I'm very excited to get on the on the uh, six with it, and I think my closing thoughts is like definitely the streak system seems interesting, and I don't know how it's gonna play out when the public gets their hand on it. You know, okay. I think I think that may need some work. I think, but we'll see. Nice. We'll see. Uh, I have no reference for 90 percent of that stuff but i'm sure you nailed it i gotcha i gotcha um two quick hits for you might have missed it so do you remember earlier this year i think we covered this on gamescast at one point um so at south by southwest that was one of the first events to get canceled this year because of covid every year at south by southwest most years at least uh sega has a strong presence with Sonic the Hedgehog. Could not tell you why, but this is like a tradition. Okay. Apparently, at this South by Southwest, they were supposed to blow out a bunch of Sonic news. Uh, after the event was canceled, they put out a statement. They're like, hey, around April, expect a Sonic presentation to give you all of the announcements we had. That never happened. And uh, over this past week, they were like, hey, we're still trying to figure out how to make all these announcements. Um... <laughs> Of which we've made none so far. Uh, but we promise next year for Sonic's, I think, 25th or 30th anniversary. It might be 30th. Um, Going to have new games, new announcements, new things to share. I just thought that was pretty funny. Man. They got nothing yet? Not for this year, at least. I like. I don't think they're dropping a shadow drop in a Sonic game. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Unrelated to gaming. Did you watch a Sonic movie? No, but I really want to. My friend swears by it. Man, I bet it's Swear. great. I honestly, I bet it's great. He says it's great. Like, I bet like, it is. It's great. And I'm like, dude, there's 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 no way it's great. He he swears by it. I don't know. I, I think it has great casting. Definitely. Yeah. Like James Marsden, he's cool. Ben Schwartz, right? Ben Schwartz is the voice of Sonic. That's perfect. 
Oh my god. I think it's on HBO Max. Yo, I might watch that tonight. Dude, watch it. Uh, and then, of course, it's classic <laughs> Jim Carrey, dude. Jim Carrey true. being 90s Jim Carrey again. That's sick. True. True. I bet that I bet that movie's good. But, um, yeah, so I guess Sonic next year. Were you, were you a Sonic kid? I don't know if I ever talked to you about this. About what? Were you a Sonic kid? Oh, um, uh, besides having the original Sonic on my iPod Nano and I had a stuffed animal, that's pretty much the extent of it. You okay. Know? I played one of the PS3 360 Sonics at a friend's house. It was the one with Shadow in it pretty prominently. I forgot what it was called. You gotta be a little more specific than that. <laughs> Shoot. Uh, was it Sonic? I, was it I just Sonic it. the Hedgehog? Was it Sonic 06? I don't think so. I, guess I think it was. I think it was. Honestly, yeah, I could look it up, but I don't know. Okay. I, I'm just curious. I like a handful yeah. of Sonic games. I was big into it as a child, but um, I I just wanted to do something. I wanted to be good. I wanted to have like one more solid comeback. You know, Mania was good, but give him a good 3D one. I I mean I think he's worthy of it. Like I mean like I have no issue with Sonic. I have no beef with Sonic. You know what I'm saying? He's cool. I you know if you if you don't mind a small tangent, um. I've been, I forget when I started to do this, but I went through earlier this year my entire purchased tab on my library on PS4, which counts all the games I've bought, all the games that I've downloaded from Plus or claimed. Okay. And I sorted all of them. I listed all of them into different categories of, um, I believe the specific categories are nah, done, uh, try it, play it, Platinum it, finish it, play more of it. Okay. Pretty self-explanatory. Under the try it category, there's only four games left in try it. Uh, one of them, as of the other night, was Sonic Forces. I tried it. Gotcha. It is now a nah. <laughs> oh, it's it's a it's a no go. Eh, it's not great. Oh man. Well. So. We'll, yeah. we'll get maybe it's not like a one day have a god of War 2018 type thing honestly just yeah. call it sonic adventure 3 there you go but Damn. uh speaking of threes no more heroes 3 got delayed into 2021 i saw that i did yeah. see that i did see that yeah. i did i did i did think of you because i know you were definitely looking forward for this yes um, but you know what this means though what's up so a couple weeks back, again, I think we talked about this on Gamescast, uh, a Taiwanese rating board, I think, leaked No More Heroes HD for Switch. So it's the original game, which I've never played, uh, coming to the Switch at some point. So if this just gives me time to catch up and play No More Heroes 1 and 2, thumbs up. Take your time, Suda. Take all the time you need. Works out. Works yeah. out. Works out. Um, do you have any interest in that series at all? Do you, like nah. anything? I got I got nothing for you, unfortunately. Yeah, got nothing for you. Had a great trailer though, right? You liked that trailer from Game Awards? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's kind like, of like, it, it definitely looks interesting for sure. You know, yeah. but I just I just it's not not on the radar. Maybe one day down the road it might be. Who knows? But mm -hmm. so yeah, that does it for it. You might have missed it. <clears throat> We just went down, down through the headlines you missed, and sugar, we ran them down quickly. I'll be your number one with a bullet. A loaded gun complex, cock and bullet. 
fire. Got to get both in. But now, Kevin, we just can't wait for next gen. So musical tonight. So musical. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Let's talk about the Xbox. Let's do it. Let's do it. Okay. Xbox leaked. (laughs) They leaked harder than filled with a flex tape. Like, it just spilled out everywhere. I, um, it was it was when we got the images. It was yeah. like okay, this is you know t- like typical leak behavior. You know what I'm saying? We'll get some screenshots, get some pictures. You know what I'm saying? All yeah. right. Once we got the video, yeah, I was like, oh no, this is a lot worse. <laughs> we all think, wow, this is someone's fired. Someone's fired. You know? Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. And you know what? I'm just I'm glad I'm glad it happened because now now we can just stop yeah I I think I I forgot if it was uh Major Nelson or Phil Spencer I forgot which one I think it was Phil said that they were really planning on announcing this next week yeah I, I saw that as well yeah I saw yeah. somebody it might have been a reporter even being like so this was about to get dropped next week um kind of glad it's out there um we're gonna talk through it we're of course we're gonna talk about what it means for ps5 but let's lay out the facts november 10th you're going to be getting the xbox series s and the xbox series x both next gen consoles the series s is a digital console not just a streaming box like people thought it is very similar to the playstation 5 digital where you can download games to it. It's not just a streaming box. You can play digital copies of games. The major differences, major differences, is that the SSD is around 500 something gigs instead of a terabyte. Um, it has the same CPU. I think it has some fewer teraflops. It does 2K, but does like checkerboarding or like smart learning to do 4K. Right, Kevin. He's still there. Yeah, yeah. It's just <laughs> you're you're sorry, sorry. You're cutting in and out, and I was gonna and I switch headphones. Okay, okay. That help. Um. So, uh, Series S does 2K, but through checkerboarding, upscaling stuff, smart yeah. learning tech, it does 4K. Right. Not natively, but it, it gets the job done. Um, that those are the major differences. Series X obviously has a terabyte. Uh, it has more teraflops. It has again the same CPU, and it can play discs. Right. So Series S is three hundred dollars. Series X is five hundred dollars mm-hmm. in the U.S. Both of them you can start pre-ordering on September twenty second. Um, they are also offering a payment plan for these systems. Uh, if you can't up pay all the cash up front, you're able to set up a payment plan where you have a monthly payment, which includes Game Pass Ultimate, which I think also includes Xbox Live, and now also includes EA Play. Yep. Kevin, I do not know what PlayStation does to make their their box, specifically the plastic chunk of console play like game playing console more appealing than the series s specifically 
the box. What it does out the gate, all that stuff for the price you're getting, not talking software, I'm talking out the gate in terms of accessibility, in terms of options, in terms of ex like just the, the wealth of content you have accessible on day one at an entry level point, I have no idea how they do anything to make it more appealing. I know. How? <laughs> Spider-Man Miles Morales. It's, it's, I said it's, not software. I said specifically but, not software. Okay. But, I mean, we we can't just leave out the function of these boxes and why it's, you know, like, no one just buys a console just to not play it. I mean, you know, when, I mean, a, game, I, I mean, when a console launches with a bad launch lineup, maybe, <laughs> like, uh, the PS4 had, what, Resogun? Not talking down Resogun, but, like... Killzone Shadowfall, sir. <laughs> okay. I, I'm not... A, I'm not a fan. That, that was a joke. I'm, I'm no, I know, I know. But um, no, like genuinely, I think there's a, a valid thing to talk about there. Where out the gate, I think a $300 entry level console for a general market. The, again, even the people that just buy a console to play the new Madden or whatever. Like, I think, especially getting out early, that's pretty good. And I think that a lot of people might get that on a casual level yeah. like regardless yeah. of the games because if you had an ea play which includes madden like if you're getting that through game pass at a 300 entry point level if you can spend 305 dollars and get next gen madden dude or next gen cod or like destiny at 60 frames like i feel like that's huge for 300 dollars. yeah no i mean that like totally definitely like it's it's great deals all around yeah right like everything that they announced this week overall is great right right fabulous right but like i can't shake the feeling of like and definitely look at lights behind me you can say that call as you want it is what right. it is right like you know what i'm saying but like i think what it is is that like the way I see it right now, right, is that they have laid a foundation for a great way to get people in, right? Yes. Like, there's there's no way you can twist that at all, yes. right? Like, overall, right? But I think what is, I think, the more important factor, right, is the same thing that, like, we've been talking about for a long time now, which is, like, the software set, which I don't think that we can just brush off. And blow right. away and not discuss. Now, from right. like a box perspective, like from like a day one price and everything, they they killed. It. Like I I highly doubt, and there's virtually in my eyes no way that we'll have a two ninety nine anything this holiday with PS five anything. Yeah, like it's and, not it's not mm -hmm. happening. You know what Correct. I'm saying? So, in terms of like price, they definitely got that right. Yes, but what I'm reminded of, low. This might be like a personal tie, but like it might make sense overall right is that growing up right we would be shopping with the family right mm -hmm. and my mom uh would 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 always like deal search right right like if it's like two you know like four like buy four get the fifth one for you whatever even though we only needed one right my mom would always go with the get four and get the fifth free right and then mm -hmm. i remember my dad like saying something that I'll never forget where 
it was like, but why? You know what I'm saying? Like, sure. it, it's a great deal, right? But I think we're still like, can you imagine how much of an insane thing it would have been if there was all this and Halo was actually still coming out and actually looked fantastic? Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, yes. Like, I think that's what like I wish this was also paired with, like with that killer IP, you know? Okay, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, like, mm-hmm. I think, like, yeah, while, like, I'm sure a lot of people, obviously, the Series S and uh, Series X are going to fly out the shelves, of course. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, like it's it's going to be a good time for, I think, not only Xbox, but also PlayStation as well. Like, it's clear that PlayStation is, is going to dominate this yeah. holiday, right? Um, on, on both fronts for both of the reasons, right? But mm-hmm. I would just love to see, like, some killer IP on that side as well. You know. Yeah, that's. I think that's completely fair. Yeah, and I didn't mean to say software doesn't matter. That's not what I was saying. Yeah, I was saying yeah, yeah, that yeah, totally. I think between the spec side of it, between the price, which I do think are genuinely important factors, right? It's not just about the games, especially launching a console. Price is a factor, especially right. for the Definitely. more fair weather people that like swap between generations. I I think it's going to be very very difficult for PlayStation to combat this, especially when, like, I still feel like 4K is not a standard. I feel like most households probably don't have 4K TVs yet. I would love to see a stat with that. Honestly. Me too. Cause like, I would love to see a stat. Because, like, I don't even think it's that small, to be honest with you. Like, I, okay. would, I, would, I would even pitch, like, if we're talking, like, U.S. only... I don't think it's out of the realm of, like, 40%. I was going to say 30, dude. Like, like, again, this is just my yeah. bubble, but, like, even my friends that are, like, pretty hardcore into gaming on console, they don't have 4K. They don't want 4K. They don't care. Like, hmm. yeah. the people I know with 4K, like, I specifically, Christian Buckley now, my grandpa has a 4K TV. That's it. That's all I know. Uh, yeah, I think no. you do. I have a 4K monitor. I have two... 4k tvs but you use your playstation on it yeah yeah yeah, okay yeah 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 so i i genuinely think because the thing is especially at launch the casual side is pretty killer especially for like the early days of a console like the ps4 clearly i think the ps4 was helped significantly by the cheaper price yeah and i just i'm so curious about how they respond to this because yes Cerny has made it very clear that although the specs of the PS5 aren't as powerful as the X, that the SSD and their proprietary tech they're doing makes up for it in the ways it loads and all the whatever crazy things they're doing. Mm-hmm. That's all well and good. But I still think if you do a teardown of everything, right, and you just give it to the general person, you show them the numbers, you show them the prices... I, I like I don't know again outside of software I'm not saying software is not important how PlayStation makes a more appealing box for more money you know like do you think that they just do a like a solid 400 and meet in the middle do you think that's how they they combat it like do you get what I'm going with here like yes Spider-Man Last of Us all of that is so important right now more than ever I think but, like, 
straight up, 100%, after this week, after seeing this $300 box that is prioritizing the things that I care about, if I buy a console this fall, like earlier this year I told you I was already thinking about getting a 1X for Game Pass and stuff like that. Yeah. If I buy a console this fall, I might buy a 1X, or not a 1X, sorry, a Series S. Um, and then have that be my third party box. Because if I get a lot of third party games from Game Pass, then I save money as a gamer who really likes this hobby. And then eventually, when I have the money for it, and a bit more of a library, I'll get a PS5 for the exclusives I care so much about. Because yeah, I care more about every single PlayStation exclusive almost than most third party games and any Xbox game. But for the like the, the pace I play games at, what I care about in terms of power, like the one the Series S seems perfect. Like this just makes me wish that the PlayStation digital version was more on par with this than just being another PS5. But like, yeah, totally. But I think that also like goes against what PlayStation is doing with like right. a more like traditional next gen like we are going to stair step we're not doing a slope you know what i'm saying like it like it seems like xbox is doing a slope you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. like in terms of like hey if you're coming from a xbox one or a one x or a um one s you know what i'm saying you can slope it up a little bit with the series s very attractive price you know what i'm saying get all that good stuff you know all that next gen um or you can go a little bit further up and go for that Series X. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. um, which, what I think is really cool is that I'm I'm really happy to see that, like, it sounds like they are truly carving their own way. Oh, yeah. They're pulling a, a Nintendo this generation, I think. They're the, making, like, this is what we own. Yeah, because I think, like, if, if they were trying to do like neck and neck and try to do what PlayStation is doing like I don't think it would have been successful I think this will be successful yeah. for them you know what I'm saying because like like I I think what matters to them most and I think what, what, what makes more sense for it to matter is how does the Xbox consumer look at the Xbox next gen offerings you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. like I think that they are speaking to that crowd of people that I think can only benefit them. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think that's the smartest way to go about it. You know what I'm saying? Because, like, I think it's hard. Like, I – and, like, maybe maybe this is just, like, me being super biased or whatever. But, like, I think it's very – I think it would be very difficult to have someone that had PS4 this, this, like, whole gen, you know, and get them to only get an Xbox next gen. And just leave everything that PlayStation did this whole gen, like, out of the way. Yeah. You know what like, I'm saying? Yeah, I, I think... I don't think my line of thinking... Obviously, it's not that, and that's not what you're saying. But I, I, I think my line of thinking is kind of shared across some things I've seen online. Where, like... Right. The third-party games I do play, right? Like... Yeah. I play Destiny. I like my Marvel games, whatever they do. I like Avengers. Uh, Occasionally, I'll get a Ubisoft game, right? Like, if it weren't for the 
like PlayStation Advantage thing they're pushing for the next gen of like Final Fantasy first only on PlayStation, uh, get Spider Man in this game only on PlayStation, like Destiny content early on PlayStation. Like if it weren't for that, I think I would be much more in the camp of being like, okay, this fall I'm getting a Series S, and then eventually when I have the money, I will get a PS5 for the exclusives. Because, yeah, dude, I just, I don't know. Because if, again, we don't really know how this is going to shake out. We don't know the intricacies of what Sony's plan was a week ago, what it is now, what they're considering chopping, redoing. Like, we don't know. I, I, I just wonder if... Your point that you brought up about Sony saying we want to do a, a whole step, not a slope, is actually a, like I wonder how accurate that is because like I, I feel like the step of next gen is SSD. I think that is it. I think it is the load times. I think it is um, speed. I think that's what next gen is. If you still have that ssd in the box but it's just not 4k i don't think that makes it not next gen right because we've had 4k this generation like what what makes that different i feel like the thing that makes next gen unique is what ssd can bring so if again hypothetically in the playstation 5 digital they had a smaller ssd hard drive which shouldn't be a problem if game sizes again theoretically transitioning to ssd should be getting smaller because there's less copying of assets. If it's a smaller SSD and it does the 2K up to 4K through smart learning, all that stuff, and it makes it cheaper, I would personally still think that means next gen. I think that that is enough of a thing to warrant being this is the next generation of PlayStation. I mean... Because I feel like we stopped making like since the hd jump i feel like it's never really been about the visuals this is next gen right like it kind of was with the ps4 from ps3 but like oh i mean i would think definitely like uh, have you played the you you played pg game recently like you know what i'm saying like they were you know like there was definitely a jump from ps4 to i mean ps3 to ps4 visually sure i i, I think sure. I think it was less noticeable with the xbox because the xbox 360 games typically looked when it comes to third party looked better than they did on ps3 but yeah the the graphical leap from last gen to this gen like we've all we've already talked about that it's getting less and less impressive it's barely there anymore like i i don't know like i i really think the jump from last gen to this gen wasn't as much about the visuals as it was from ps2 to ps3 because that was the hd jump the PS3 to PS4 jump, I think, was more about scale, open worlds, like complex AI systems. The Nemesis system, excuse me, was like an early thing for this generation. I think that set up what AI could do, what um, we could do with, again, scope, like Witcher 3, Ghost of Tsushima. Like, that's what this generation meant to me personally. It was not really about the visuals and we already did 4k this gen so like using 4k as a selling point and i know it's not true 4k on the ps4 pro but like using 4k as a selling point when 
SSD seems like the thing that's really going to change the game. I feel like if you do what Xbox is doing with the Series S, you still get that feeling of next gen. It's just like you cut the number of Ks in half. Right. I I mean, like, I I think walking away from this conversation, right, and mm-hmm. like and like this whole like comparing a series S to like the PS5 and all that, you know, and like what they're gonna do to combat it. Like, I honestly think that if PlayStation doesn't do anything crazy, like over over five hundred dollars, right, mm-hmm. let's not go above the highest Xbox price. Right. I think if we do, I think that's very dangerous shit. You know what I'm saying? That's like mm-hmm. that's Especially. that is you like like yeah. that is like some like we're fucking up here. Like that yes. reminds me of like some PS3 like cocky shit where it's like, "Oh, we dominate PS2. Sure, we can do a $600 PS like that's no way and I hope that they don't even comprehend that." Yes. Right? Like let's just never do that, right? Mm-hmm. I think if we can keep it 500 and 400, you know, and we just double down, which they have been saying vocally that like they they want to not only double down on on first party this next generation, but expand it as well. You mm-hmm. know, if they do these very very strike not strike what the hell is that very very smart strategic, strategic third yeah. party moves in terms of getting Spider Man on Avengers Destiny mm-hmm. content first, the betas on PlayStation Four get early access for Call of Duty and different stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? Like if we can sweeten the deal on third party games. That mm-hmm. although yes will um uh you know m- the majority of them but no probably the majority a fraction of them you say will come to Game Pass and that'll be great for that'll be great for that'll be great for the Xbox side. I don't think that this is the end all be all for PS5, and I know that's oh, not no, what no, you no. were saying. Yeah, no. yeah, like I I know it's not what you were saying, but like I think. Things could only get very fucked up from here on out is if we have a PS5 that's above $500. Yeah, man. I honestly... And I think that's... I mean, I think that if it's 500 400 I think they're in a coming up slot because, like, how I'm going into PS5 purchase, right, is yeah. that, like, the number one thing for me is the promise of the IP that we're getting in this next generation. Like... I will not be able to play God of War 2 on an Xbox. I will not be able to play Naughty Dog's next groundbreaking game on an Xbox. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Ghost of Tsushima 2. Days Gone 2, whatever that ends up being. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. th- Hopefully PSVR 2. That blows me away. Wireless, everything. Like, it's 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 an investment on, like, I know that I am going to garner quality first-party games that they have established at the PS4 gen that have topped Metacritic time and time again. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, and I think, like, that's a very powerful thing that they still have, and I think that they still recognize that mm-hmm. is going to justify that hard dollars to the digital edition if someone's on the edge, from, like, a Series S to a DE. Yeah, the Series S, mad compelling, obviously. You know right. what I'm saying? Mad compelling. But, like, I think... You know, having that, it's. I think they're. I think they're both. They both have a value proposition, for sure, mm-hmm. right? And I think it's really like coming down to like quantity over quality, low key. Not saying that everything on 
Xbox is trash. That's not what I'm saying at all. But like, I mean, I'd I'd push back there a little bit because like this launch, yes, Spider Man's here, and I can't wait to play Miles Morales. I don't know when I'm gonna play it, but I can't wait. I'm sure it's gonna be great. Like this, I I honestly. This is just an opinion. I honestly think that this, what it looks like this launch is going to be like, and what many launches are like, it rests on the third parties. It does. Like, yes, Spider-Man's going to be great. Lost Legacy-sized game. That's going to be good. And for many people, myself included, I don't know if that's a $560 game. But if I could play, not me specifically, but if I was a person who could play Cyberpunk... A game that is going to benefit heavily, even if it's not the next gen version, but just being played on a next gen console for three hundred dollars, three hundred five if they get it on Game Pass, which they might because they've got marketing deals and stuff. Same with Valhalla and Destiny now. Like, I don't know, dude. I think like for a launch that again, I think feels like it's resting on the third parties. Having a three hundred dollar entry is really appealing, but Christian. Yes. Real talk. Yes. Real talk. Like, mm-hmm. I'm asking you straight up, and then yes. we can probably end it here, whatever you want to do, right? But straight up, you mm-hmm. walk, you, maybe you don't walk in because COVID. You're, yes. <laughs> you're on your Amazon. Computer, right? You're yeah. on Amazon. You know what I'm saying? You you can get the Series S, $300, right? Mm-hmm. You can get, you know what? Actually, I think this might be a way that they could, they could honestly compete in like a very aggressive way as well. PS5 digital edition. You're already still on that. You know we've we talked about it a lot, right? Yes. Let's say that's four hundred dollars flat. Bundled in, Spider-Man Miles Morales. They have me. What if it's not bundled in? No. Really? No. Really? Yes, hundred percent. Miles Morales, dude, is not a four hundred sixty dollars game. You know, a four hundred sixty dollars game for me would either be like. Here's the thing. What? Lost Legacy wasn't sixty. Ratchet and Clank wasn't sixty. Let's say it's forty. Kevin, you're telling me that the la- the premier launch PS4 PS5 game is not going to be sixty dollars. Uh, uh, no. In a, in a generation I don't, I don't, that we're all expecting no. to maybe rise up to I, seventy dollars per game. I don't think that Miles Morales is is going to be sixty, and I want to bet you on that. I don't think it's going to be sixty. I really don't. I don't think like I don't think they could upfront say, "Hey, yo, this is a smaller experience than Spider Man." You know what I'm saying? Right, like to 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 say that first, you really think they're gonna get away with doing it sixty? I don't think so, man. Yes, I think it's their premier think it's launch game. What else do they have? I, don't I know, know. it's a rumored other game, but as far as we're concerned, that doesn't exist right now. Their launch game, Kevin. Their premiere. This is why you should buy a PS Five. You're gonna you're gonna tell me that's not gonna be a full priced game? That is ridiculous. I, I... I don't. I mean, I don't. I don't think that's that ridiculous. I mean, just based off the 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 Cause ca- game oh, okay, that they on. have positions of it being, which is a lost legacy type of size. You know, they have said that this, then the third. Yes. You know, like the okay. way they're talking about this game is very much lost legacy. I think there's an important thing we have to bring up here. There are rumors that Miles Morales comes with a PS5 version of Spider-Man, with like the improvements of Miles Morales of the ssd whatever i think if that's included that's what makes it 60 because i understand what you're saying but i think there's no way they ship a game that is the launch game that's not 60 dollars. so if they include spider-man's campaign to make it 60 sure 
but I don't think whatever you buy digitally or in a store to play on your PS5 that has Spider-Man on the title is not 60. I genuinely do not think that. <laughs> like, Dude, I, I think if it was just Miles Morales, period, I think those tensions could be 40, to be completely honest with you. Like, I really think so. Like, they had no problem with that with Ratchet and Clank. Granted, they weren't selling a system right there. They weren't yeah. doing the day one thing. Get that, Cause, right? Because, Kevin, but, like, if... As much as it sucks, people still attach a game's quality to its price. But, dude, I don't think people are going to think about that when we have Spider-Man Miles Morales on the line. I think so. I don't know, man. Dude, if you're trying to sell next gen, you're like, our game's only worth forty bucks. Why like, is that being looked at as a bad thing? <laughs> like, I don't, like they have said that the game the is the reason to spend because the thing is, it's not just that; it's not just forty. It's also the investment of a console in the year of COVID. <laughs> okay, so you're mad that they're going to charge you four forty instead of four sixty? No, I'm saying Would the you fact that four sixty. No, I'm saying it's the, the way they're conveying it, dude. If it's like if it's a forty dollar game, why am I upgrading for what I perceive to be a forty dollar experience for four hundred forty dollars? Oh, okay, gotcha. Okay, you know what I mean? A kind, yeah, kind of sort. I mean, kind of sort of. Like yeah. not me personally, because the thing is, I'm kind of convinced that I'm not buying a PS5 this year. I'm shocked at that. I'm I... I'm honestly, if we go into November and you're not playing. Spider-Man Miles Morales on the PS5 and you got a Series S instead, I'm going to be shocked. I, no, I'm going to be shocked. Like, capital S, shocked. No, because, listen, I made my bed with the idea that I don't think I'm buying next-gen this year. My entire point of this conversation was that if I do and if I'm prepared to commit to having an Xbox be where I play third parties because of Game Pass... The Series S is what I buy this fall for next gen. Now, I do think there's ways for PlayStation to sell me this fall, but the thing is, it, I don't think it's Miles. I don't like. I'm gonna love that game, Kevin. I'm not speaking to the quality of that game, but to spend potentially 460, even 440 dollars on it, right? Like right now. I, don't, I didn't even think we need a next gen in the yet. Same like, vein, I'm, I'm good waiting. But then, wait, but hold on. What you just said, right? In the same yeah. vein, you're going to spend $300 to play the same third-party games that you can play right now on your PS4 Pro and not spend any amount, any amount on system? That's what you're really going to do instead? There's no Halo on Series S right now. Or Series but S the thing is, one. I wouldn't be buying it for Halo. I'd be buying it for Game Pass, which is so a you're, very small subscription fee. That sets me up with whatever the third parties they get for launch window, and then I can coast on the third parties early next year until I get a PS5 sometime next year. I think that's a much more appealing deal than 400 bucks, 40 to 60 bucks for one game that sure is going to be great, but it's not the full blown follow up. I don't know? know. I don't. I don't know, man. I don't know how you would spend 300 to play third party games that you could play right now without spending that. Because I'd, st- I'd be getting an, a gateway into next-gen. That's the thing. If I have FOMO about next-gen this fall, that's my entry point. It's very like, appealing, and for 5 bucks, I get all the same launch games that all my other friends are, like, you're going to be playing on PS5 that's not exclusive. So, like, I, I genuinely think there's a lot of people that if they see $500 for a PS5 that is, again, if you're just looking at it purely from specs, weaker for the same price. 
that genuinely that is something that people consider not me but that's something people consider and i think what we saw with the ps4 at this early stage of being just positioned in a way it's cheaper it has a couple marketing deals that's where the general people that play a couple games a year went so i do like i i don't think it's a nail in the coffin but i think if anything the series s can get some of the like i said the fair weather people that swap back and forth once in a while i think they might get them back and i think that could make this generation a lot more competitive than a lot of people have been thinking and that's my entire point as somebody who's a diehard playstation fan if i'm considering waiting until maybe next fall to get a ps5 when horizon's out for it and then i coast until then on third party games on a series s that does 2k with ssd loading and game pass so i don't have to spend 60 bucks for every big triple a game that they can get under their category and under their belt like i would take that honestly dude i don't know dude i don't know if you're gonna resist spider-man i don't know i can i can, think, I can tell I you that, unless that I box that, is 350 I for think the digital that, one i'm not getting spider-man this fall i think that you are the mom in my scenario <laughs> where like yeah it's a great deal it's an enticing deal you know and i feel like you're you're making cuts that like i don't think you actually would make that cut like i don't i don't know man i don't know I did not anticipate you to ever say that you would not buy Miles Morales to get a Series S. For launch, Kevin. To play third-party games that you can already play right now on your PS4 Pro. Right, but the thing is, I still get an advantage on next-gen. And if, I, if I'm if i prepared to play, say, okay, all my games that I want to play third-party, I can play on an Xbox, and I'm okay with that. If I come to that conclusion by November, I'm fine doing that. I'm fine playing Resident Evil 8 on a xbox series s at 2k with ssd loading for 305 dollars instead of 460 and then hitman and all these other things like i would be okay with that and then i'd be okay eventually getting a ps5 when i want to get their exclusives but then also it's like not every i mean i'm just putting the hairs here but like it's not like every third party gets on game pass right they don't that's completely fair but a lot of them do i feel like i feel like it's just constantly more and more and I genuinely, I would be shocked if Cyberpunk does not end up on Game Pass. Dude, I'd be genuinely shocked if you. I don't know, oh, man. This was interesting. Because Kevin, this here's the thing: I'm I'm not saying I'm not buying a PS5. I'm saying I'm not buying a PS5 this fall. It's more likely I just don't buy any console. I'm saying if I do buy one this fall, it's the Series S. Damn. Again. Damn. PlayStation has yet to Who respond to anything. Thought. Who so, would have thought? Who would have thought? thought? Yeah. Like if they pull call an audible right now, if they're like, you know what, on the on the digital one, chop the SSD size in half, do it a 500 SSD, get the price down to, I don't know, like 350. I mean, if they could, but they definitely they're they're made. There's a lot of PS5 made. Oh, right? I know, I know. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm saying. But- the crazier things have happened in terms of like ch- making a random decision before a console comes out to change something. So if if they suddenly try to do that, if they do something, if they make it four hundred dollars with Miles Morales packed in, then you have my attention. But for this fall, again, the year of COVID, the year where your big offering is 
Miles Morales, which again is great, but is it 460, 400, even 440 dollars great for me right now? No. Because I know, I know why you were bringing it up of like, why 300 if not 400? It's still like 150 dollars of a difference, dude. And like, but as much as I love this hobby, it, like, it's a bad but, year. <laughs> but we're talking about IP that you loved. Right. And that you really want to see that you adore. You know what I'm saying? So like, yeah, I got Avengers get right now, dude. Wait, what? I got Avengers right now. I'm good on Marvel right now. Wow. <laughs> okay. All right. Oh yeah. All right. <laughs> I feel you. Like Kevin, I feel can that. you? I feel that. I I know it's a big hypothetical, and let's just say this is pots for the week. If if this is if. Okay, go with me here. Okay, I'm with you. If. And I know this might be hard to judge. If PlayStation said PS5, $500 for the disc, $400 digital. Okay. We're launching it with this brand new project called Uncharted The Lost Legacy. It's a 10-hour game in the engine of Uncharted 4. It looks exactly like Uncharted 4. It's 10 hours. Would you spend 560 or in that case $540 on that game? Did Uncharted 4 launch with the PS5 or something, or...? No, I'm saying, would Lost Legacy... Like, if Lost Legacy... If this was Uncharted instead of Spider-Man, to, like, flip the switch here. For you. If this generation, we never got Lost Legacy, we only got Uncharted 4. And then they say, hey, 10-hour campaign. This is our big launch game for PS5. It's a 10-hour campaign... Looks exactly slightly better, maybe with the ray tracing or whatever. For five hundred forty to sixty dollars, depending on how they price it, would you do that? Yeah, because I know the IP of Uncharted and it's incredible, and I and I had a great time with Spider Man, you know. Mm-hmm. So yeah, for that experience that I can only get on PS Five, I'm not gonna be able to get it on PS Four. Absolutely. Because it's IP that I adore, that I cannot wait to play. Right. Absolutely. Of course. And at the same time, you are also, you have an obligation as a PlayStation channel owner, you know, like. No, okay. Even like, if divorce I it from that. If you, in a year of COVID, right, were just a general person that I was really making, loved Uncharted. Yeah. Before I was making videos and doing this, I was still a PlayStation fan. Right. Yeah. So, okay, so you're telling me you would spend $560 on Uncharted Lost Legacy PS5? I mean, if they charge 60 for it. I mean, to be specific, they could probably get the digital edition, so 460 But yeah. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. I wouldn't. And I love Uncharted just as much as you do, but I I, I don't think I'd do that either. I, I, I definitely would. I, I, mm-hmm. I love the games. You know what I'm saying? Right. And it's like, again, I'm doing the PS5 as also not only like a day one thing that I'm going to be, be able to play already a great first party PlayStation game, right? If history repeats itself, mm-hmm. but I'm going to have a whole generation of other ones that I know yeah. are coming. You know what I'm saying? That I, I, I'm ready to experience right now with this upfront payment, you know? Right. So what I'm, my entire thing is I'm going to get one. Obviously I'm going to play Spider-Man 2. I'm going to play Miles Morales. I'm going to play God of War 2. But I will buy one when I have a better idea of 
what's coming in the immediate future, what really sells P- PS5. Because I completely forgot to mention Ratchet and Clank uh, Rift Apart. Also that. We know, too, of great yeah. first parties and an Astro's Playroom that you say is one of your favorite VR games, if not one of your favorite platformers in recent memory, right? Yeah. The sequel to that is coming in Bowen to the PS5 for free. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I just, you know. Yes. For sure. I think, I think where I stand is that everything up until Ratchet so far, so Miles and Astro, two things that I should be over the moon for. And I can't wait to play them. I, genuinely, play, I'm excited to play you them. You want to play Demon Souls remake from Bluepoint? Because I know you want to play Demon Souls. I know you were talking about that a few weeks ago, too, that you were definitely looking forward for that. I am, yeah. But. Right. Again, so the, that's, there's four. Right, Kevin. But <laughs> if I get a game, a console at launch, I'm getting one game max. I'm not. I'm not getting the entire lineup. Okay, like I, I, I think the soonest I buy a PS5 is Ratchet because they've shown me again what I think next gen is of like SSD stuff. Granted, Miles hasn't had a chance to do that yet. I mean, Miles has only shown a trailer. So like, if they really make a case. If they really truly make a case of like this is a next gen title and it's not just a cool new story about Miles and a prettier version of Spider-Man PS4's New York, then you might have me a little more inclined to buy in early. But yeah, yeah. I have not felt a reason with the launch lineup so far to think any game they've shown or teased for launch is a four hundred, potentially five hundred, sixty dollar game. Ratchet is the closest thing. Because it's truly like this is next gen, and the reason I bring up the the Series S thing is because there are third party games that I know pl- this fall will play better on next gen, and Game Pass and eventually the other Xbox games that they get in their stable for three hundred, I could swallow that this fall and coast out all of next year playing third party games on an Xbox Series S at the stats the specs it can do whatever it can push out for 300 now and then just put aside money over the next 12 months so that way i can get a ps5 in time for launch of horizon 2 and then have a great lineup of like spider-man ratchet go all in that is what feels likely to me right now in a world where playstation has not said anything Right, like they they could drop a crazy price tomorrow, and then I need all my words. But yeah, if this fall I get something, I think it's an Xbox, and then at some point next year it's a PS Five. I feel you. I feel because like both of us were kicking around ideas of buying an Xbox in some capacity anyway, right? Yeah, it, what's always in my reasoning is because I just really am interested in Halo. You know, I'm really interested in Gears, low-key, mainly it's Halo, for sure. Like, I'm very interested in Halo. Definitely Ori as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely Ori, for sure, for sure. You know, so it's definitely, because I I still want to play third party on my PlayStation, just because I like having that lineage on my account, for the most part. Obviously, I buy games on Nintendo Switch that are also on PS4, so that is a complete just different thing there, you know? That's just a matter of just, like, that right there maybe it could be seen as me being like uh uh that's just a preference i think right because like yeah but if i could see like mm-hmm. someone telling me yo like that's like um what's where i'm like this shit was with you um oh my god whatever yeah preference sure i forgot yeah. what the word i'm looking for is dang it um 
like double standard, but not double standard. Yeah, yeah, I got, I got what some you mean. with an H. God damn it, I forgot. Hypocritical. Yeah. Hypocritical. Hypocritical. Yeah, because like if yeah. if you had both, if you had a PS5 and an Xbox Series S, and Assassin's Creed Valhalla was included in Game Pass for five bucks. Or you could buy it for sixty on a PS5. Like, would you genuinely pick PS5? I mean, because I wouldn't if I had both. Right, right, right. Because I know there's there's a Switch comparison here, where I bought games on Switch that are cheaper on PlayStation Four. Sure. You know. And like that's that just happens sometimes. Like we're sometimes us gamers are just really stupid like that, where yeah. we'll just pay more just because we prefer a platform. Yeah. Um, so you know, part, like part of my talk about maybe getting an Xbox this fall instead is also considering eight months ago I was thinking about buying an Xbox One X if it was three hundred dollars this fall. Yeah. Remember, like, because I think I said that before we learned that they were discontinuing the One X. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I was already thinking that, you know, because, again, we were both kicked around the ideas of, like, maybe trying to get both next-gen. So if the one I enter next-gen with is an Xbox because it's cheaper and I got Game Pass out of it for third-party stuff, and then eventually I get the PS5, I'm okay with that, personally. Right, right. So. Um, I guess final question. What do you got? Realistically. You can explain it with a pack-in. You can do whatever you want. What is the cheapest possible price you think they can do the PS5 with? Like, really push it. Realistically, what is the lowest they can get one of those two boxes? 350 for digital edition. and I Without think a game? Without a game. If okay. they want to keep it 400, I think the best way to navigate this um would be packing a game you know mm -hmm. like cool playroom's great we can't count that as a packing game no let's be yeah real. like yeah, i, I understand why yeah. you brought it up specifically because of me but like no honestly, no like i'm just saying like like if they are thinking internally oh no like we really have one that's i that's yeah that's okay. not what we're talking about yeah no know. but like even like when you were talking about like oh yeah this and astrobot and stuff like that i genuinely think if you take astro out of vr it's less impressive personally but that's just my opinion on it but continue please um yeah so i think that yeah i think if we're not doing any pack in like other games that are not astro i think we stay the course of 400 and just better show miles Morales really fucking good you know what i'm saying we better see demon souls really good for for those that want to play demon souls um you know bring out that shooter bring out that socom whatever it is you know what i'm saying like i think if it's 400 we gotta have a really compelling showing of games that really show why the jump to ps5 is worth it for yeah. for next gen even though you're you're gonna pay a little bit more for the box at the lowest prices as well right mm -hmm. i think the most aggressive we can get is 350 without a pack-in i think that is gonna be the only thing that they can't get 300 that's not gonna work but i think no, 350 yeah, no. I think 350 with like boosting up letting the 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 games do what they do, right? But then if we get 350 
if in my magic perfect world, if we can flip a switch, make PS now ten times more enticing than it is right now, which is not that enticing to be fair. You know what I'm saying? For sure. Um I think if we can boost the services and maybe do that, hey, pay eighty bucks a month. I'm sorry, eighty dollars a year now. And now you get plus and uh PS now. Here's what Man, we're I adding said, to PS I now. I said realistic. <laughs> I mean I mean, I mean, you know, I don't know. I mean, I don't know, like, how much would – I mean, <clears throat> make the service enticing. If you don't want – if you don't want a price change, if you don't see that happening, sure, all right, whatever, right? Like, I think then we can now talk about even playing fields in, in terms of price, you know? Yeah. I think that they, they got to do some things, but I think the absolute lowest is 350 and then I could even see them keeping the PS5 disc disc at five hundred. Honestly, yeah, I, 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 you, yeah, I could see that just not shaking at all. Like, I, I don't think they would drop, drop that, drop the. I think it'd be interesting if they did four fifty, but I think it's the digital that we can see taking cuts on a little bit more, you know, because I think that they could justify that by saying that every game sold on the digital edition is going to give us more profit per game yep. sold. So I think that would even it out. Okay, Kevin. I I think I have the final piece of the puzzle to make that reality happen. What do we got? So I think you're right. I think the disc version stays 500. And because, just because of last gen, how much fun PlayStation had just sticking it to Xbox, I okay. think because of what we've talked about the past few weeks about like long run digital version is going to make them more money. I think 350, I would have said the exact same thing. You nailed every single point that I had in my head. If you are right and Miles Morales is 40 bucks, and they're like, you know what? We make the, the box 350, and then we just make Miles 60. <laughs> that that I feel like that might even out a little more because I think attach rate for that game and that console is going to be pretty high. So oh, like, it's going to be super high. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. So, like, sort of. If you were planning on launching that game for 40 bucks, like you said you think they are, just add another 20 bucks on that thing, and then you're, you're already all, almost back up to 400 you're, It's less of a loss. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Hmm. So. Um, and, and I guess technically, if they do the pack-in, hypothetically, of Miles Morales with a $350 digital edition... It would be close to four hundred if it's forty, and it would be close to four hundred if it's sixty. So well, that but like also, I mean, the cost of a physical game versus a digital game is it's, oh, it's like nothing, almost nothing. Yeah, right. So at that point, it's just it's a it's a code, you know, like it's ones and mm-hmm. zeros. It's not like we're man- manufacturing anything, you know. So. Yeah. Yeah, man. I, I, I hope it's a little more competitive than I think it's going to be. Because if it, if that's the world it is, if it is either three fifty for just the digital, or if it's four hundred for the digital and Spider Man, they have me. Maybe even for this fall, and then I'll get an Xbox S at some point in the next two years when it's cheaper. Because you are right. You're absolutely correct. And some of this was me just trying to like bring up other points, but. You are correct where obviously I'm in it for Final Fantasy VII Remake Part 2. Obviously I'm in it for God of War 2. Obviously I'm in it for Spider-Man 2. 
Like, the only thing is that we don't know when those are coming. So but we know if they're I don't, coming. But we know they are, right? Yeah. So right now, I, as a huge PlayStation fan, I play most of my games on PlayStation, and I have for my entire life. I am comfortable sitting out the first six to eight months if I personally feel like I don't need anything yet. Because, again, with the exception of Ratchet so far, I don't think anything's showcased why I need to buy it for next-gen all-bold font. You know, like, I would be okay with that. I don't think I'd have FOMO with this. So, yeah, I, I think I'd be okay sitting out for a little bit. Because I know I'm in eventually. That's the thing. Like, I just don't believe that with you with Spider-Man. That's like, I think the one thing that you said that I'm like, I just crushed Man, like, if it was Spider-Man 2 built it. from the ground up for the SSD, yes. If it's Miles Morales, which is a great character, sure, it's going to be a great story, on the bones of a PS4 game with some benefit of SSD and some benefit of next-gen... They've said it's built from the ground up for PS5. What are you talking about? Kevin. They have said that. What? Where are you getting that from? Because they they transferred original Spider-Man to PS5. They that's how they did it. That's how they showcased this console. Miles Morales is not original PS. It, it, it's a. They've said. I'm going off what Insomniac themselves said. Right, and I'm also going off to the fact that they showcased the PS5 by reworking the original spider-man to run on ps5 if you're gonna tell me that they but went out of their way to remake everything when that already existed spider-man it's, it's like how Miles it's like how in, is not spider-man ps4 it's going to be what world these, that that yeah i know the same new york i know the same so Manhattan, how is that different same map it's built from the ground up. They've said that. They've like replied to what you have just said and said, no, it's built from the ground up. It's gonna take like it is going to be utilizing the SSD and everything that makes PS5 great. They have said that. Right. I but get ground, that same map. Kevin, but, like, ground have, up implies that they redid everything. They took nothing from the original game. Ground up means we scrapped the swinging system, we scrapped the map, we scrapped the f physics of everything. They didn't do that. Bro, I'm gonna pull up the tweet. Like that, the, 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 that's what they said. Uh, I, I don't know. Uh, are they lying? I, I don't know if they're lying, but I mean, right here, there is a the lot wording. of confusion. There is a mm -hmm. lot of confusion. If this is a remake with an expansion or just Miles' own game, can you clarify? They say it is a standalone game. They they keep saying it is a standalone game. Standalone like game. Like Lost Legacy. Is. Lost Legacy was built on Uncharted Four. But that's the same platform. We're talking about two different things there. Like that. that Not when that, the original game was redone to work on PS5. I don't know, man. I, I mean, I don't. I don't know, man. I don't Kevin, know. for how similar these two platforms are with the way they're built, you are one telling is a me. hard drive, the other SSD. I've, you yeah, just went on about how the SSD is like like a complete. It, 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 Remember, it's going to change games. It's going to change the way we develop games. It's going to change the way we we like interface with games. Weren't you just saying that like forty minutes ago? But now yes. all of a sudden, because it's Spider Man, because it's it's the same map, it's not going to be that. All of a sudden, no, now it's going to bring up a hard drive. Like no, what I'm saying 
is that before the PS5 was even called the PS5, they made Spider-Man from 2018 work on this hardware. Okay. The bones of that game, I, like, I will eat a hat. <laughs> if you're telling me that this New York City, this these physics are not built on the bones of that port. No, I mean, yeah. That, that is not ground up! <laughs> ground up is we redid everything. Not importing the old stuff and then rebuilding it on top of it. That's not ground up, dude. I think you can still have ground up and not be brand new. That's very... Kevin, that is the crash, of ground up. Crash, crash Remake is ground up a new game, right? No, because it's built on the original code. Same with Tony Hawk. Like, it's... There's it a was, structure was, that exists there. Ground up implies no structure. Restarting from scratch. That's it's what ground up is. It's a structure because, like, it's Spider-Man. Like, we have to be in New York, of course. And, like, we're, we're continuing a story from a from a character that was introduced in Spider-Man PS4. So, he's got to be in the same environment. Yeah. But... In all intents and purposes, like, it is a standalone game. As it right, says. Kevin, standalone game is very different than we took the PS5 hardware and created this entire new take, utilizing everything from the ground up built around this. It is what this game is, from the way they've said it and the way that the tweet's worded, it's, yes, it's a standalone game, it ships by itself, you don't need the base game for it, but... They have not said, based on the tweet you just read me, they have not said anything one way or the other, or they've said nothing to confirm that this is built exclusively for the PS5 with the SSD in mind. I th Everything they've been saying is, this is a game that is not Spider-Man PS4, because it's not, it's Miles Morales, it's his story, he's the character, his controls, but the physics, Kevin, if they, they are not going to redo the physics when they perfected how that swinging works like and the map even like if anything is ground up that fully takes advantage of everything the ps5 can do i will i've seen it with ratchet i think spider-man 2 could do it as well i think uh, going back to our initial review of spider-man from 2018 dude when we said i could see a sequel next year even just take the foundation like, do you not think that that's what Miles is? Because that's what I've been thinking this whole time based on what they've said. Because they've never said it's not that. Never said it's not what? Taking the foundation of that game, making a new story out of it with new villains, new characters, new narrative. Yes, it has ray tracing now, but like... For how similar the hardware can be of like transitioning from PS4 to PS5 as a development thing, like that's... That's kind of what we thought we were going to get very soon after. Like, yeah, it was two years instead of one, but I don't think they've ever said anything officially that makes it otherwise. I just don't think I understand where you're coming from. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't get, like, where the confusion is here. Like, I don't, like, I feel like you think that like Miles Morales can run on the PS4 as it is as as we've seen it granted no I'm not saying as we've seen it I'm saying if it didn't have ray tracing which again you can toggle P 
PCs let you do that. These these consoles are just PCs at this point. There is a world where you can make Miles Morales run on a PS4. I am convinced. Do you, do you remember that thing with that thing you were talking about? About Spider-Man running on PS5. Spider-Man PS4 running on PS5. How they said that um, because of the PS4 hardware and specifically the hard drive speed mm-hmm. of the PS4, right? Mm-hmm. That there was a certain level that ma- that um, Peter could travel at while he's swinging mm-hmm. because of that speed? Yes. So, Miles is going to move faster, I'm, okay. I'm assuming, right? Okay, so that's that an assumption. They haven't shown that yet. That's what I'm saying. The only thing they've shown for me that feels like, okay, this is next gen is Ratchet because that's showing the SSD. All we've seen from Miles is a story trailer. And yes, I like Spider-Man. I love Spider-Man. My entire point of everything is, and yes, you are correct, there's a world where they get me with Spider-Man, and I just buy a PS5. I'm willing to put money on it. That, like, yeah, you're definitely going to be sold on Miles Morales when they show more of it, and it, and this is just, would be just for nothing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, this is just a Dude, thought I that you had with, with the information so. that we had. Right now, I don't right. think that happens. Okay, all right. All right. Like I really don't, because like Spider Man is good. It wasn't my goatee that year. So like I I don't know, man. Like, didn't you say sh- it was your favorite? Sp- Granted, it's not Peter Parker that's there, so fair. But like, yeah, and no disrespect to Miles, but I even like amongst the takes on Miles, the Insomniac Miles is not my favorite. Like Spider Verse Miles is very very. very I mean, good. yeah, I mean, so, yeah, like, for sure, for sure, for sure. Shout out to that one. So, like, yeah, man. <laughs> I they they have to I, like they have to convince me. Like, they haven't yet. That's the thing. That's the frustration. That's why why I'm at with PlayStation. I'm not blindly being like, oh, they got me no matter what. Like, it's five hundred dollars in a in a year of a pandemic. That's a lot. Even as an enthusiast and a fan that makes content out of this stuff, that's a lot. So. If all they have is a game built on the foundation of a game that I thought was an 8 out of 10, like, granted it's Spider-Man, granted it's a character in the universe I really love, like, $560 is $560. So I think they have a lot of work to do over the next week or two, whenever they reveal the price, to really convince me, Christian Buckley, you need to buy one in the next three months. Because right now, I don't think I am. There you have so, it. There you have it. Yeah, that this that is, that is everything. This this was interesting. This is definitely interesting. Yeah. And I, listen, I know I backtracked on things before. Okay, and I, like I'm saying, <laughs> I'm fully prepared. If they say 350 bucks, get it with Miles Morales for 400 bucks. I'm probably gonna get one this fall. But like, if it's anything more than that, I don't know. I could probably wait until it's a game that I am much more excuse me, much more excited about to spend that much money on to experience a game I can only experience on the PS5. So I don't know. I think that even if it's 400, I think that you're going to look at Miles Rouse when they show it. They're going to wow you just like they did with Ratchet and Clank, Rift Apart, and I you're going you're, you're to get Miles Rouse with PS5. That's what I honestly think is going to happen. <laughs> like, I, you know, Kevin, I hope so. 
Because like I think that's how it's gonna crumble. Honestly, like, I think it it's gonna take not that much effort to wow you on Miles Morales. I man, you know, this is the last thing I'll say because I don't know if you're remembering this. You know, I love Spider Man. You know, I loved that game. I do. It, it didn't wow me. <laughs> I thought it was good. And I kept, I said the sequel could be great. And they've gone out of their way to say it's a side story. So, like, I don't know. I Like, if Ratchet was at launch, I think they'd have me. Even if it was 400. Because that is, like, proof of this is only something that can be experienced on this hardware. Again, they could do that with Miles. They could. But as of right now, with the hindsight of what my experience with the last Spider-Man game was, I'm not sold that that's what they'll do. So, interesting, interesting. We'll see when David, tomorrow morning they announce the price. Which I don't think I don't think it'll be three fifty. If I like, like I don't think it's gonna happen. I, I think it's gonna be four and five, and they're mm-hmm. gonna really prove to us that the games are gonna be quality. You know? Yeah. yeah, and I'm not saying they won't. I'm just saying I don't know if it's five hundred dollars in two months quality <laughs> right now. Uh, when do you think? we get the price do you think it's within the next two weeks do you think by next episode we have a price that's my last question i promise yeah i think i think next week we will be talking about ps5 yeah i I think so too i think i think i have to i i'm setting an extra alarm for monday morning is what i'm doing Mm -hmm. you know they won't do it tomorrow because obviously tomorrow is a very tragic day duh but uh tomorrow i mean not tomorrow monday i think I think I think the blog is going to be hot, you know. Mm-hmm. We'll see, we'll see, we will see. We shall. But Kevin, until then, where can people find you? YouTube.com says plays in source. Uh, you can watch me be very frustrated with Crash. You can do that. Uh, I got some God of War stuff coming as well, and we did a lot of Kenna Bridge of Spirits stuff this week too. I am excited for that game for sure, which you can only play on consoles on PS5. But <laughs> but um, uh, also on Twitter at PSRSVids, Road to PS5 on Sundays, 10 a.m., all that good stuff. Christian, where can people find you? Uh, Twitter, Instagram, and Twitch at Chris N. Buckley, as well as here, JoyClicks, YouTube.com slash JoyClicks, and podcast services, uh, JoyClicks Gamescast, uh, Excelsior, Marvel's Avengers Podcast, My First Mon, tons of shows here on the JoyClicks network, because technically it's a network. Um, and yeah, that's pretty much everything. If you're new to the show, we appreciate you being here. Uh, we've been doing live premieres usually on the weekend, so if you made it through the whole thing, thank you. Um, I'm sure the chat has been popping off about the two sides of this uh, PS5 information. So uh, if you did make it through the entire thing, let us know which one you're getting. PS5 Series S, X, digital, physical, disc. I don't, I don't even know, man. Like, There's so many options. So... Uh, let us know if you enjoy the show. As always, we appreciate uh, likes, ratings, anything like that. And if you're new, be sure to sub so you get next week's episode when Kevin can laugh at me when he, I, he thinks that I'm actually going to eat all my words and <laughs> spend $600 on a PS5. No, I mean, that? sir, whatever you choose, it's all good. I'm happy for you either way. You know, <laughs> Man, I got a... I got a Breath of the Wild sequel to pre- prequel to play this fall. I'm good. 
That's true. That's true. So, uh, until next week, though. Thank you for watching. Hope to see you on the streams in between. Hopefully, PlayStation does something. But until then, it's pizza time. It's pizza time.